it is footy and frothies looking back at round 17. We've got the full panel back. Uh, Ollie, Barney, Daggy, the Gump's come back from his brief hiatus. Uh, how are you, Gumpy? Back, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just watching the footy. Bit yeah, cold. My cup a bit closer to your mouth there, so it's not here. That's good. Yeah, yeah, getting through the cold weather and the rainy weather, but no, all good. All good for me. I'll bring our guest in and we might get a couple of uh, quick opinions from you uh, as we go through the show as well. Uh, and we're very pleased to be joined by Scott from RugbyLeagueMerch.com. How are you, mate? Good. How are you going, boys? Yeah, well, yep. thanks. Well, thanks. Um, do you want to give us a quick pricey? So we've seen a bit out in the last couple of weeks just about um, the good stuff we've done with Men in League. Um, before we get started, do you want to give that a bit of a plug and then just talk about some of the new gear you've got on the way? Yeah, we've uh, we've uh, always tried to raise money for Men in League. It's a great charity. It's worth supporting. So... Uh, just this week, we're in collaboration with Men of League. We've launched a new range of jersey shirts. Uh, there's two for every club, including uh, North Sydney and some of the international teams as well. Um, so 20% of all that goes straight to Men of League. So that helps them with, you know, all the great stuff they do, like with Mosey Meso last year, um, helping people just be closer to the hospital if they need or, you know, whatever the case may be. And uh, yeah, it's only 35 bucks, so get around it. It's the first thing you'll see if you go on to rugbyleaguemerch.com. Beautiful. And obviously you can find our gear there and support us, but there are a, a wide range of... Uh, you can plug a few other stores that are online as well. Yeah, well, we've got uh, Talking League, NRL CEO, um, the Green Machine podcast. We've got Boom Rookies. we got uh, the Rugby League Report is just jumping on board um, as of today. Uh, yeah, and more to come. Lovely. Um, so yeah, check them out, rugbyleaguemerch.com, and across all the socials. Uh, on all platforms, I believe. Yes, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Not TikTok yet, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, none of us speak <laughs> TikTok either, so that's <laughs> fine. Um, but Scott, you want to uh, yeah stick around and give your opinions on a few things throughout the show? Yeah, so absolutely. Looking forward to it now. Uh, Gumpy, just quickly, you've uh, chatted a bit off air, but anything you want to touch on that's take, taken your your fancy in the last oh, just, month since you've seen oh, here? Oh, just the refereeing, I guess, and and it's been spoken about on the program and on. Lots of other programs and whatnot. At the moment, I just the Tigers Parramatta game was just spoiled through the officiating in in that match in particular. But it's just at the moment I've got fears for where the game's going with the officiating and the bunker and when the bunker's used, when it's not used. Um, I was just saying earlier there might be twenty obstructions in a match, but the only two that are pulled up are the two that, where tries are scored. The other eighteen. If a try hasn't been scored, well, it's not an obstruction. And then two tries later, a, a, a try scored or a mistake's made. It's the same as the, the set restarts are, are farcical with teams giving them away on the first play and then the team that got the set restart drops the ball and they then lose the advantage of even having the set restart in the first place. The week before with the Raiders and Dragons, that should have been a penalty. I just think that... There's just so many things that they've got to fix at the moment, and you know, and a lot of them are things that are recent changes, like set restarts and and bunkers and and things like that that are new in the game. That I think they probably need to have a serious look at, just getting some clarity around it, because I think at the moment that fans are frustrated, players are frustrated, and you know, I don't know that there's an easy answer, but at the moment it's. They seem to be so far down a hole that I don't know they quite know how to t- 
turn around and come back the other way, to be honest, right now. Well, it's affecting the product, and and it's the same as I said before. I hold grave fears for the teams that are at the bottom of the comp this year because I don't see too much light at the end of the tunnel for some of these teams because the way the game's played now and the structure in which teams play, unless you've got a, a seven that's got a good kicking game and can manage the game, then you've got no hope. So where are these bottom teams getting these blokes from? Like St George on the weekend were missing one player, Ben Hunt, and Brisbane were missing seven, but they still had their their seven in their team and some forwards that had a go. And the having St George, if Ben Hunt plays, they probably get a lot closer than they did. And the kid that played seven for them is a good player, but three times he got tackled on the last tackle. They were kicking the ball over the dead ball line. So they need time, these guys. In three or four years' time, they're probably what you need. But fans of these teams aren't willing to wait three and four years, and neither are coaches. Coaches don't have... point boards aren't because coaches... Coaches don't have three or four years to develop a team. And you know what? The old five-year plan for teams is... A bit of horse manure, I reckon, because the Cowboys, who last year looked like it would be 10 years before they went anywhere, have done it in a year by getting one a halfback and had a couple of kids coming through. But you wouldn't see Nanai and Gilbert and all those blokes playing the way they're playing if Chad Townsend wasn't at the club because they've got some direction and some, some clarity with the coaching. So I have some fears for the product moving forward and there's an extra team next year who won't have a seven yep. either at this point in time. I've got one for him. And it's, well... <laughs> he but, might end up, actually legit, he's their best option at the moment. How well but that's going. what I mean. But I mean, uh, he's he's been at a team for 10 years and they haven't made the semis. Yeah. And he, he could be the best option. So, that, that's, so that's what we're saying, that, look, I love watching the game and I watch every game the same as I, I always have. But I've got some fears that it's going to become, I don't know, very EPL-ish, where three or four teams can win, a couple of teams might surprise, then the rest of them just will win the odd game once a month and people are just going to have to be happy with it. Scott, any thoughts on any of that? As our guest, you've got the platform here. Oh, I mean... Don't uh, overestimate, like O'Sullivan. Come on, Milford might be there. <laughs> Brooks, like what a what a competition it's for half. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, as a controlling half, if you put someone around him, they they're realistically not out of the game compared to what some of the clubs are at. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably just... got a kicking game that's better than a few of the few of the others that are running around at the moment. But um, as you mentioned, that St George uh, Brisbane game was a big one on indicator of just field position and being able to you know drill the ball long and put it Mount into pressure. corners and just yeah build we'll pressure that. on teams. We'll save that for the review. Yeah, so where, where are you going, Scott? Oh, it's just it's the inconsistency in the refing too. Like so many times, just on this weekend gone, uh, we'd have an incident happen and there's you know a sin bin. Then five minutes later, it's nothing. So you know. What are we going to do? Uh, any thoughts, boys? We've probably talked about it week in and week out. So. <laughs> Especially over the last probably month, it seems to have um, gotten worse uh, week after week, uh, just it, recently. It now feels but. like it's out of control, and they don't quite know how to reel it in, short of changing something, which I can understand not wanting to. But um, they're there to set out so far down a path as well, I can't see them coming out tomorrow and going, you know, we're going to get rid of half the rules either. So. No, absolutely not. You can't see them scrapping the six again or the um, the... The ruck infringements and whatever being um, a six again. 
the the safest way to do it is probably just go back to it's a penalty and it's a penalty straight out well, and that's what it is. But um, that's yeah. right. just give a penalty. That, yeah. that you know they tried may slow the game back down and by the know. six to go rule they were trying to manufacture the game to be quicker mm-hmm. than what it should be. Go back to it just being a penalty. But the problem was it could, the it game's not any quick. quicker now. No, that's not no, any quicker, so. and the ball's probably in play for a minute longer or over the course of a game yeah. because of the six to goes. Get rid of it and then just have time off when they score a try. Then your time's not affected. But when the try's awarded until the goal's kicked, it's time off. Yeah. And then the ball's still in play for the same amount of time, isn't it? Because you're taking six minutes right, off with their six tries scored. It just slows down the entirety of the game, which is what they've obviously been focused on trying to shorten it up. Which it is now, but the but problem is the concern is when you do that and all of a sudden the very strict TV regime is all out of whack because you're going 15 minutes overtime every game. It doesn't help when the bunker takes three minutes to make a decision. Well, that's either. what yeah, I mean in terms I, of that. I, I would, yeah, as I think I said off air, I would be restricting bunker decisions that aren't referred to 30 seconds. If you can't find a decision in 30 seconds, move on. Or you can't find a reason. To di- or, and the problem is now they go, they're looking for a reason to disallow it, not a reason to award it. Well, your point before, Daggy, was the best one. The bunker's only called for unless the, it's a captain's challenge. Give them three captain's challenges, and if the referee awards a try, the it's bunker does nothing unless the captain challenges the, yeah. the try in terms of that. And then the bunker has no say in that. Or we still don't know, though, because they're talking to the ref in their ear anyway, so it could be done <laughs> But even there's even inconsistencies with um, changing dropout decisions now. There's inconsistencies. Like, ball go dead and get touched. In one game, they won't check it. Another game, they go, oh, no, actually, the fullback did touch out. We better go back to the 20. Or in the Penrith game never, the other week, yeah. they went back four plays and sent a bloke to the no, sin bin. And, but that's what I mean. So yeah. stuff like that, that changes every two minutes. It doesn't even change weekly. It yeah. changes within the context of a game, as Scott just said. It's five minutes later. The Tigers game the other night, the poor kid that got the sin bin from the Tigers shouldn't have gone to the bin. Nathan Brown did it in the second half, and it was a nothing. Nothing happened. On, no penalty. It was play on. Let's keep moving. And again, that comes back to the bottom teams don't seem to get a go yeah. in terms of I think those it's a decisions. Fair shout if, you, if you do want to have the three challenges, but you have to then be allowed to challenge on anything. How many times do you see the ref go, no, you can't challenge that. You're just challenging if you're into touch, if you're whatever the yeah. case may well, be. That's right. So I'd they, agree with that. I, yeah, I don't get that either. I'll break Scott. in play. I wouldn't want them running up when, in the middle of a set. Oh. When they <laughs> yeah. talk about, well, you can't challenge that, but you can challenge something else. Yeah. Like, I, the players obviously don't know. Because they're going up to say I'll challenge and the ref's saying, well, you can't. Like, yeah. They obviously don't know what they can challenge or what they can't. The problem is... Well, I, don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I watch it pretty closely every week and but I couldn't tell you exactly I, if, what if, they if can you and said, can't not, challenge. If you said there were six set restarts in the Sharks game, could you tell me what those six were for? <laughs> Probably get an offside or something here and there. Yeah, that'd be about it. <laughs> but then you see some teams done holding in a ruck and you see some teams are there for... 45 seconds and nothing gets out, so I don't know. And then apparently over, uh, we'll move on because it, it, you know, we, we've talked about this plenty, but um, they were testing the Ford Pass technology during the test matches apparently. I, I suspect <laughs> the fact that, I suspect, well, yeah, exactly. I suspect the fact we haven't heard since isn't a positive, no. but I, well, there's going to be another, we're only going to rant about that next year if they do bring it in, so I don't quite know where that's headed. Um yeah, what can you say? But it is it it, 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 it wore on me the last few weeks because we have to sit here and talk for an hour and a half about games of footy that are blatantly affected by by these decisions. Well, they changed momentum 
It cha- and I think I mentioned in, in, in yeah. the WhatsApp group that yeah. a refereeing decision in one of the games on the weekend, it might have been even the Newcastle Souths game, I think, and, and there was a an abysmal decision that changed the momentum. Tigers and Parramatta, the sin bin, changed the momentum of that game. And I know Parramatta won reasonably convincingly at the end, but with 10 minutes to go, the only points Parramatta had scored when the Tigers had 10 players for 10 minutes or 12 players for 10 minutes that they shouldn't have. Yep. And it changed the momentum of that game for that team. I think if he doesn't go to the sin bin, the Tigers win that game. Yeah, okay, I agree. We'll get to that. Uh Judiciary news. So Tarek Sims is looking between one to two games, depending on his plea. Uh, one game early. His other one was a fine. David Clemmer for all the carry on about how, oh, well, it's, was it? It was reckless or... Reckless contact reckless on the ground. Reckless contact yeah. um, got fined. So that was real scary for him. Uh, and there was a bunch of other fines and, and not much came out of it. And I don't think there's been any major injuries. I can't... A couple went off in a Broncos game, but I haven't seen any updates so we may as well get into the first couple of reviews, and then we might come back and touch on Scotty about his um, rugby league fandom and uh, everything else. But he could just chime in, Scott, as we go, and tell us your opinion when we get there. Uh, we kicked off on Thursday night. You're already quite over. Any going on your? I'm listening. I'm listening to this great podcast as it's happening. Well, I don't I want to say, say anything like about the or? dumb refs and the well, dumb bunker okay. and the everything's. <laughs> Dumb. I don't want to talk about it anymore. No. Yeah, so the world's good at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> he spent 45 minutes talking about COVID before we press record. So Every, everything sucks. Oh, that's stopped. Uh, 28-6. How about this? Uh, the Sharks beat up the Melbourne Storm, or what was left of the Melbourne Storm. Barn, you can do the stats. And then um, I'll let you open the batting here. Oh. We had six tries to one, two out of six conversions, played one out of one for Melbourne. 83% completion, played 86%. 36 out of 43 sets, played 37 out of 43 sets. Seven line breaks for the Sharks, two for Melbourne. 36 tackle bust, played 27. Eight offloads to 11. One force dropout by the Sharks, two by Melbourne. Zero 40-20s, 329 tackles, played 353. Four ruck infringements to the Sharks, one against Melbourne. One inside the 10 for both teams. Ten penalties conceded to nine. Seven errors to five. A sin bin from both sides. Braley with 39 tackles. Chris Lewis with 40, Tracy with 173 running metres, Nelson Asofa Solomona with 131, Graham missed five tackles, made 22, Nakora missed five tackles and made 30, Lewis missed four tackles, made 40, and Kamakamika missed four and made 39. Ramian with 133 supercoach points, Braley with 82, and McGuinness with 80, uh, 73. Well, uh, in contrast to my comments towards Barney in our group chat after the game, my feeble attempts to try and rile him up, I do think Cronulla played quite well in this game, despite Melbourne playing quite poor. But that's obviously, I guess, the story coming out of it, how poor Melbourne were and the whole Brandon Smith sin-bidding and all that. But I thought overall, I think Cronulla deserved to be applauded, I guess you could say, for their effort. Their defence as well, I think, was outstanding in this game I'd have to say so myself and I think it comes back to what Gum says as well and we've we've sort of raved about um, sort of the impact of halves and that and I think um, even Trindle I think had a really good game in this one and I don't think he's really set the world alight too often in first grade but this game I thought it was a great performance even Matt Moylan someone you've been talking about Barn 
this year, I think. And it, and again, just having that bit of structure. And it was crazy seeing it against Melbourne. I know that Munster and Grant were out. Well, I, I don't know. Even if they were playing in this one, I just really like the way Cronulla performed and saw the intensity that they brought overall. Uh, it's hard to go past Jesse Raymond score. What was it, four? Got three. Three, three tries. I think he had one disallowed, didn't he? Did yeah, so... It. Yeah, I think he, um, I don't know, for me, he was probably the best player in the field. It's hard to go past the three-try effort. And Melbourne just looked, like even their edges, Melbourne's edges have always sort of been a bit of an issue in defence, sort of highlighted, I think, more a bit last year. But, yeah, I think they were just shocking. You pay for an overview because they're... um their 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 back their decisions from their back line in defence were appalling yeah. at times. There, uh, poor old Olam just got stranded. He actually looked worse, and I think the inside outside of him left him stranded oh, a few times. Yeah. Uh, well, he's Aramaic the only one in that back out of those uh, the wingers and centres that would be their first yeah. pick. Like yeah. they're, they're not picking either there of those wingers he was or nah. just the yell- other centre. Or where he was any other trying thing. to cover, come across and make cover tackles, and he's yelling at the winger to stay there, and the winger's coming in anyway. <laughs> And just Ramian made um era er, 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 look like complete fools. Uh and uh look like a superstar on the back of it. Their forwards are concerning these days. I, I, they're just a shadow of themselves, even the ones that are fit. Uh I'll get to the two the two gurus in a minute. Scott, did you, do you have any takeaways from here? Yeah, I thought the storm just looked shell shocked. Like, yeah, they're missing Munster and they're missing Harry Grant, but like they can't dip in performance by that amount, you know. And I worry what happens to them next year when they're missing four of their starting forward pack. Hundred um, percent. You've nailed it perfectly because I I can't see how they maintain any standard without these blokes here. But um, you're very bullish on the Sharks ever being quite good. Mm-hmm. Take us through that. Oh, I thought the, the the enthusiasm and the line speed that they played with in defence and atta- in defence and attack was fantastic. I thought um, Melbourne never looked like scoring a try up until the last minute and a half in the game. I know, as you said, they were down, but they had plenty of ball and plenty of opportunities mm. up the Sharks' end, and they they shut them down time after time. Um, their forwards were decent enough, but it's the Sharks' back five. It's week after week. They make 150 metres pretty much every single one of them coming out of the back end, and they they're were doing, doing it. Penrith, they they, yeah. yep. They're doing it at both ends of the field too. They were creating line breaks and um, tackle busts at, with, with the ball in hand, and they they were shutting down the attack and defence. Um, it's not often you see Melbourne get beaten in every aspect of the game. Like there, I don't think there was a position on the field that they had a player that was better than the Sharks in this game. No, nah. I think the Sharks covered them in every position on the field, and um, they. they <laughs> Um, I thought Connor Tracy was good on his return obviously some really good ball carries there as well as Ramian the the forwards weren't fantastic for the Sharks but they still won that battle even though they weren't fantastic Um, with the the line speed out of McGuinness he's he's becoming a really big impact player off the bench for the Sharks Uh, Cameron McGuinness when he comes on with that leg drive and the speed through the middle of the ruck he makes a lot of um, he causes a lot of problems for the defence and the opposition Um, the halves for the Sharks, as Ollie mentioned, they were both good. Um, Trindle probably played the best game he's played in a long time, and they played with a lot of depth in attack. I think that was as deep as I've seen their back line fan out um, in, in attack, and they just you know, they, Melbourne didn't know what was coming because they were running really quick and they were coming off the back fence at them, and Melbourne couldn't make the decisions to shut them down. Um, their backs struggled really badly, except for Ollum uh, that you mentioned, and the only time... 
that he didn't look good was when, as you said, his outside and inside guys let him down and made him look poor in defence. Hughes' first half was disgusting, but um, he sort of got it back in the second half and started playing some better football. Chris Lewis probably worked as hard as anyone on the field, as did Nelson and um, Alec McDonald. The the bench was okay. I thought Cheese was their best player until he got a bit lippy at the back end this of the game. A, and this felt like he a, lot, looked, a lot like last week. There was two blokes that stood up. It was him and, and Nass. He looked completely stuffed in the last sort of 20 minutes, half an hour of the game. I think that's half the reason he called him a cheat to get a 10-minute rest, <laughs> to be honest. But, um, yeah, uh, Braley was fantastic. Um, he would have been close to the... The man of the match, but I, yeah, I'm with Ollie. I thought Ramian was probably the best player on the field. I thought Braley was outstanding. Yeah. He out of his work out of dummy half and that that deception that he's committing that a defender and and letting the halves able to to be able to have a little bit more time to do their work makes them look a whole lot better. But he's Absolutely. he's quality and he was his influence on the game was by far the best for my, for mine. Melbourne need to get rid of their new boot sponsors, Ready Mix Concrete, because they look like they had concrete <laughs> boots on Fair Dinkum. They were they just looked slow from the first minute of the game, Melbourne, and look, some of the forwards are, are a shadow, like a bloke like Jesse Bromwich, oh, he's mate, going like yeah. a busted. Like, Big Nelson, he's effective to a point, but he's not fit enough. You get but 20 even, minutes out of him, and in the middle, I'd be running tr- traffic at him because he's slow laterally yeah. and getting little blokes running at him. That Kamakamika, he's no good either. Like he, that, Even Josh King, missing. who had like some real good leg speed and had an impact. He's looking slow. Three he's months looking tired. Like, yeah. pa- Pappy's still injured. Like, you can see him yeah. hobbling around. So, look, you don't know whether he's being needled to play in terms been. of that at the moment. So and they they look they're back five other than than Ollum. I take Pappy out. But that that the three quarter line, other than Ollum, they're not first graders. And at the moment, like the expectations on Melbourne with those blokes in the team, I've overestimated. Like I tipped Melbourne last week and thought they'd bounce back and probably overestimated the fact that the next guy in for them does the job because I don't know that these blokes that they've got are able to do the job. I think their depth's being seriously tested. And as Scotty said, he holds fears for them next year when they're losing these blokes. Unless they've got blokes that they've got their eye on to come and replace them, which Melbourne may do. We've seen in the past that they lose a bloke and they bring somebody else in of, of similar quality. Chris Potato. But, but um, well, that's what I mean. But that, that they will find... They are somebody quite, for yeah. them. Look, for Melbourne to win the comp now, their big name players are going to have to have a final series that's just unbelievably good to beat not Even just the Penrith, Sharks the, the Sharks, the Cowboys, Parramatta, the Broncos, teams like that. That Those blokes are going to have to play. The Roosters are going to have to play. But look, I agree with you. The Roosters are a top four team that won't make the top four. But yeah. in terms of that, that, but they'll be dangerous. But those blokes, Harry Grant and all that, are just going to have to play out the, of their yeah. skins for Melbourne to to feature at this point in time. And we can only go on exposed form and what we're seeing at the moment. And at the moment, they're, they're busted. If there was any other club, I, you, I don't have my you'd big pencil, text around. Pen them. But you know, like if they, even if they limp into a prelim, you know, any it's team with Grant two, and yeah. Pappy and Munster, you go, well, two of those blokes turn up and it's... And they might and, only and need 15 minutes being Melbourne. Yeah. Like, the con- if they come out the first 15 minutes and they score four tries, it's 24-0. 
the yeah, game's over. That's right. So that Melbourne only need fifteen. That's but that's the, why the, you don't pen them. But at this that's point, right. in and time, then all of a sudden you, we've talked about cheese, all of a sudden cheese is playing lock again. All of a sudden you, you might know. get Coates back, and but it's um, any other club, I would be writing them off. Oh, and I, I don't think they win the comp. I, I, quite more than comfy saying that, but um, they might still spook someone. That said, there's some very interesting rounds coming up where they're going to be playing other teams in around that, and I'd be right now tipping those other teams. Um, the Sharks have got to run. They've got the Cowboys this week and, and the Panthers next week, so you get a, a bit more of a gauge out of them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a couple. But yeah, as the Sharks supporter, like, that back five's as good as anyone on their day. Um, their halves are decent. The, Nico's obviously, he's right up there at the moment in the conversation. Braley's one of the, you know, their spine all the way through is pretty good. Um, it really depends on if their forwards get rolling through the middle, and if they do, they, I think they can match it with pretty much anyone. The only thing so. with with the Sharks, and I agree with you, is that if you compare and look at the moment, you compare we compare in teams to Penrith, right? That's what you do. Yeah, at absolutely. the moment, the Cronulla back four have just got more errors in them yeah, than than yeah. Pe- like Katoa and Mulatalo, and that they're great players, but they've got that. Well, Ramey One was or fantastic, two. and I think he dropped the ball five times. That's, <laughs> so they've got that mistake, whereas the Penrith blokes, they might make one. Like, yeah. Tago's the one that Absolutely. probably makes the most errors yeah. for them. But the other, they just don't make mistakes. And, and I still... They don't make still errors. yet to really... This was okay. I'd still yet to really see their forwards in a dogfight with a Fisher-Harris, a, 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 all those blokes, Fisher-Harris, right. Yo, blah, 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 blah. Um but if you if you're sitting if you're sitting here as a Sharks fan from where you've come from si- sitting pretty thinking you're a, f- a four of top four team you you take it considering you, we missed the eight last year there's things to improve on they're a top four obviously. team yeah um, they've got a couple of bigger a couple of their bigger fellas are on their way out so we need obviously need a couple of big uh, big forwards to come into the team but depending on who they get it could be anything over the next couple of years so. Um, so realistically in a sentence a Melbourne gone and a Sharks. Sharks were saying uh, contenders. I'd, I'd probably have Melbourne and Sharks both around that fourth position yep. on the table at the moment. I, th- I'd th- I think the Cowboys now pretty much slip into second, um, and then you've got Parramatta and who else is sort of floating around there. But I, I think the Sharks and Melbourne are on at the same level at the moment. Yeah. I, I don't want to write Melbourne off just yet because, as Gump was saying, that performance that you could see in the finals from their big players is well and truly within the realm of possibility, oh, I think. Mm. Cronulla, I wouldn't say contended this year. I think they can go deep, probably about a prelim, but I, I just can't see it going any further. I, I couldn't see them getting over the top of Penrith if they met them at some point in the finals. Look, I can't see Penrith getting beat, Is there to be honest. Uh, well, that's, <laughs> well, realistically, I, yeah. To, if they, if Penrith are winning right, the right. To be so, honest, yeah. I don't see Penrith getting beaten. This, like, they're, they're 15 and 1, and... Looking at the draw, they could be twenty four and one at, at at the end of the year. Do they need to lose a game? No, they don't. Um, but at the moment, looking at at all the teams, like the and the Cowboys didn't play bad when they played Penrith the other week, and it was still twenty two nil. And the yeah. Cowboys were never in the game yeah. in, in that game. Never, and they played and they played okay. Like they yeah, didn't yeah. they didn't play poorly that week. And you look at the teams that are contenders. Other than than when Penrith played Parramatta, they've wiped them. It, it hasn't even been Roosters a contest. Was as close Ro- as Roosters was as close weeks. as anyone, and probably should have beaten them had the referee had had probably made a couple of other errors. They'd not made the errors, they probably get close, and and they're probably 
the team that I think is the most dangerous, but they've got to get there. Um, That's the yeah. thing with them at the moment. They drop a couple more games. They don't even make it. Yeah, a, a little bit <laughs> little bit pinning my mast on that game for the for the Chooks. Uh, Scotty, any, any thoughts on, on any of that? Uh, yeah, I think the Chooks are in trouble. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. they, they've had a real tough draw. Um, they do have some easy games coming up, but I don't know. I hope it's not too little too late. Yeah, absolutely. And just on just on Melbourne, like they do have Kafusi coming back, and then outside of him, they got Coates in a few rounds, but there's not much coming back. That is true, and Munster Grant, obviously, but yeah, 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 um, yeah. Three, let's go. What break? You're saying Brayley for three? I had Ramey and Brayley Trindle, but yeah, I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, just Scotty, we'll just touch on quickly. We usually chat to our guests a bit about their footy fandom themselves. Um, just take us through your your path in rugby league to where you've got to today. Yeah, I uh, I don't know why I started watching rugby league, but uh, no one in my family supported it. Turned yeah. on the TV one day. It was the uh, the Broncos Roosters Grand Final in two thousand, and uh, I lived in Sydney, and there was a Sydney team, so I went for the Roosters. And one decision as a ten year old, here I am, twenty years later, <laughs> no, <laughs> still supporting fine. them. You've had a pretty good 10 years, so... Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Uh, any thoughts on the current game? So um, we, we've touched a bit on refs and that's going to rehash on that, but uh, uh, all going all right. Uh, favourite players, what, what entertains you the most? Well, I mean, favourite player is... is. Uh, it's got to be Teddy. Former Tigers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, <Wow. Sure>, <laughs> move on. Former Tiger. Um, <laughs> I personally a great fan of the six again rule. That's uh that's helped us out a fair bit. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean I enjoy the game. It's still way better than any alternatives out there. Like even if they're tweaking the rules here and there, I'd rather watch NRL than AFL or Union. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it is what it is. Hopefully ever, it gets a little bit better, but I'll still support it. Ever play the game yourself at all, mate? No, no. I think I played soccer for a couple of years as a kid and that was it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, nice. And um, obviously, you got your, your rugby league merch site going on there. So, yep. um, where did that all sort of come from? And um, you know, you got a background in design. And yeah, I'm a graphic designer by day. So I wanted to work on something creative and something I enjoyed in my spare time. And I figured, you know, why well, might as well mix my passion for rugby league with my my skill set. And um, it's good. It's really it's helped me meet some cool people such as yourselves. Don't and, put us uh, in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's helped me develop my my skill set further as well. So you know, it's a it's a win win, and uh, you know, starting to get to the point where it's paying for itself, or maybe getting a little pocket money. Beautiful. Um, eventually, full time. That's the dream. But we'll see how it goes. Absolutely awesome. There's some uh, fantastic designs out there, guys, as well. So if you haven't had a look, get on the website and have a look. RugbyLeagueMerch.com. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Andrew Voss fans have plenty to look forward to there as well. I do. Uh, we get on that as well down the road. Uh, Forty to twenty-eight, though. We'll get back into this round. Uh, Souths over Newcastle. Um, odd, oddish game, Barn. Um, didn't do the stats, and then you may as well lead us away here. Yeah? Well, sort of the theme of the weekend. There was a lot of effort from a lot of teams that you probably didn't expect um, out of um, some of the teams that played. And I thought Newcastle were pretty good in this for a large chunk of it, but. Yeah, we had five tries for Newcastle, seven for Souths. Four out of five conversions played five out of seven and one out of one penalty attempt for Souths. 82% completion for Newcastle, 86% for Souths. 32 out of 39 sets played 33 out of 38. Five line breaks to six, 33 tackle busts to 34, seven offloads from both teams. 
Zero 40-20s. I don't think there was one kick this weekend, actually. Uh, 340 tackles played, 310. One ruck infringement to two. Seven penalties conceded to nine. Ten errors by Newcastle, six by Souths. And a send-off. Barnett made 42 tackles. Cartwright with 37. And a strong showing, I thought, from young Jed Cartwright. Um, Clemmer with 169 running metres. And Burgess with 201. Mann missed five tackles, made 27. Frizzell missed four and made 28. Walker missed three and made 20. And Totola missed three and made 22. Cody had 119 supercoach points. Barnett with 97 and Mitchell with 93. I thought Newcastle were well on top for the first half an hour of this game. Um, they were dominant through the middle of the field. Um, and South looked rattled, especially, obviously, you lose your halfback in the first minute of the game. It's never going to help. But um, they definitely looked rattled and they were on the back foot for... A good half an hour in this game. Um, as soon as South scored a try, everything that Cody Walker touched for the next fucking 50 minutes was just absolutely cold. It didn't matter what he was doing, throwing passes, putting in kicks, taking intercepts. He um, absolutely killed Newcastle in this game, and he pretty much did it single-handedly for a good chunk of it. Um, it was good to see Braley come back and play 40 minutes. I thought he was good. Um, he added a lot of direction for Newcastle through the middle of the field. And it was just good to see him play some footy. I think the blokes played about three games in two years. So, um, yeah, it's good to see him back out there as a former Shark. I thought the Knights pack was good and probably bettered the South pack for the majority of the game, if not all of the game. Um, but obviously they got burnt out wide on the edges, which has been a consistent theme for Newcastle. Um, I thought Frizzell, Siafidi were really good. Um, Clemmer and Barnett were fantastic in the middle of the field again. Um, Clemmer has been fantastic for four to six weeks recently um, and I thought Milford was good again um, he still doesn't get quite get through 80 minutes <laughs> he's still nah. 50 to 60 minutes but he is good for that 50 to 60 minutes when he is good um, Edric mate that's <laughs> great to see how good they hit another one who's been out of the game for years um, and he's scoring tries for fun. I don't think he had a bad touch in this game. I thought he was fantastic. Um, there was offloads, jumping over top of people, setting up tries, scored one himself. Um, I thought he looked really good. Young Tass for South, is really, he looks like he's going to be a superstar he's moving a forward. Oh, mate, he is a serious player in the centres out there. Um, Here's the answer they've been looking for uh, on that left side. I think so. Link there. Yeah, absolutely. Um the left winger for South has got to be the best job in the NRL, I reckon. <laughs> like, if Richie Kenner can just, just fucking score tries for just three just, tries in so, ten minutes. <laughs> so how much does that take away? I was thinking that after the game. AJ. How much does it actually yeah. take away from AJ? Or, like, could I stand out there and score tries? But yeah. You could. You'd probably only score half as many, but <laughs> you could. Get over the line. Yeah. Um, the trail was fantastic again, just breaking tackles at will, setting up tries and line breaks, as was Cody. Like He had a stellar game here, considering how poor he's been for the majority of the year. I've waited 18 weeks in Supercoach for him to get some points. <laughs> I've, I picked him first in the draft, and but I've waited 18 weeks. Dan, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, two tries, he, 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 two try assists, line break, line break assists, and he did the majority of the kicking I said in it to Dane, and well. I've seen, but like it, Latrell being back, it was time to buy Cody. Mm. You, there's no five eights on the market in Supercoach. Nah, it was time not to, really. No. It was time to buy. You probably missed the price a little bit now, but uh, I'm done. Oh yeah. So, um, great for what you said. I thought um, Latrell has given Cody some new life, but it's on the back of the, their Fords were good again. Havili was good again. Um, once they won the wrestle, it was like the air. I think did South score first? Am I imagining no, Newcastle, Newcastle scored, scored first? Three tries, that, I think. Three tri- I know it was twenty odd straight, but I couldn't remember if it was all at once. But um, they 
It was literally the minute the, they scored the their minute. first try. <laughs> but yeah, the, but it, was, it wasn't so. Bang, I don't bang, know bang. what came first is whether the air came out of Newcastle or got put back into South. So that was that was interesting. Um, well, not interesting, but that was what I was sort of took from the game is almost the air came out of Newcastle. Um, look, if you're a Newcastle fan, there's there's something there. Uh, once, yeah, look like, at now they've got, they but now they got their two big wingers. They got two big wingers knowing what they're doing. They they got Bradman Best back, whoever Bradman Best is these days. Uh, <laughs> Milford's firing, but their forward back David Clemmer's playing as good as he ever played. Um, he's really really playing. I'm just well, going to say with Clemmer, and like I really enjoyed the aggression for Clemmer. Mm. I know that yeah. at the end it probably went a little bit over the top. And it's two weeks in a row. But he's actually but yeah. he's actually started to play with some aggression in the past four to six yeah. weeks when he started to go real good. And it's back to the the, the Clemmer of old yeah. showing uh, having some mongrel, and that's what Newcastle lacked. They were just oh, big time. they were just. Yeah. I don't want to say they're soft because nobody playing in the NRL is soft, but they were a bit marshmallowy and there was no they mongrel some big about players, them. But yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there was no mongrel, no yeah. fear factor. So hopefully and that Clement, Clement doing, add yeah, that. they add that, and hopefully some and of the others get, might sort of so jump Fendi on board. Back here as well. he's, he's been a myth for for a season, now, like yeah. for this season. All of a sudden, it's something, and then you throw Braley back in, who's a Bit, and better service be a big and a better difference for them. And, um, Huge difference. And uh, sixty tackles around the ruck. That that's going to help them out no well, end. What defenses are, haven't had to worry about the middle of their ruck realistically. They've just been no. one hit up straight off the dummy half. Now you have got Braley in there who will have that deception. He'll go one way, yep. pass back the other way, create different angles. It's going. It does help. Before we talk about South Scott, any takeaways from here? Yeah, I think uh, Milford did play really well. I don't think he gets enough credit for his kicking game. He had some awesome long kicks. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Nikarima is a really good steady hand, especially when... I was when, just um, about to bring him up, yeah. Yeah, when he when he had to go to halfback after, what, 20 seconds or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think, you know, the rumour is he might be going to the Dolphins, but he's uh, he's just Maybe really good at stepping in. I think I saw he signed. Yeah, but sorry, Karen. He's just, he's just really good at being that guy that steps in and, and you know, he's the ultimate number 14. Plays a role, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, Tom Burgess off the bench is fantastic. He's He seems to have a week on, week off, because weeks I tip him to just step up a monster teams, he doesn't, <laughs> and then other weeks he does. Uh, but this was one of the weeks he did over 200 metres. He did play 70 minutes off the bench, but he was off the bench. Um, set them a great base. You've touched on Milne. Uh, he's touched on Tass, sorry. Uh, Tane Milne's even last two games since the Test match has been pretty good too. Uh, and there's, there's more to come with him, I think. I think that lock position... Is a sneaky go. Uh, not going to get it off Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah I, very true. Look, I, I thought it was a pretty good game. The high scoring, it was entertaining. You know, the forwards had a had a go. There was a little bit of mongrel in it. There was some ball movement. So it, was a, it wasn't a bad game of footy. It was entertaining. You know, two teams, one bottom of the eight team and one team that won't make the eight. That's generally what you get if both teams sort of turn up and, and, and play. So, you know, I was in, actually impressed with Nick Arima and some of the effort. Like, he, I know he held held a bloke up that was definitely going to score yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point in time when the sort of the game was in the balance and, and got there to do that, not known for defending the, the Nick Arima family, not... <laughs> Not their forte, um, but you know a few little effort things that that he did. I thought were really good. Burgess was good. Um, I hope Totola can stay injury free for them. I think he's a, he's a big plus, and and he's probably their best middle middle player. Taking obviously Murray out, not putting him in in that class, but Totola. Goes really good, and Daggy's right. Burgess is week on and week off, and it's got an error in him, and and whatnot. And I think they've got a few decent 
blokes coming off the bench too. Mm. Souths, a couple of the young blokes at Davy Mawali and blokes like that that sort of go all right, I think. So I don't know they've solved their problems in the forwards, but I think that obviously it's no coincidence that the last two weeks that they've looked really good that Latrell's played. As much as I don't overly like Latrell and all the hoo-ha that's going on about it, it's the, the NRL has missed Latrell and needs Latrell and, and, and all that kind of nonsense, but... He's a quality player, and you know that. I don't think it's any coincidence that they get their best player back, and they're starting to look a little bit more threatening than they have probably all season. They played well against Para last week, and played well against the Knights. I still think defence is a problem for them. Yeah. I still think they leak a lot of points against the good teams. And look, for, they've conceded twenty eight against, the bad against team. Newcastle. Against the average teams, yeah. Tigers scored points against them. There's yeah, so they, they've scored. had points. Um, but are they just are they just thinking? Well, if the other team scores thirty, we'll score thirty six, which isn't a bad theory either. If you're doing it eighty percent of the time, so um, yeah. The, and the, as I said, I like, really like Clemmer and you know the the aggression that he's bringing the the young wingers are going good and actually the last two games Tex Hoy's played I've seen a yes. different side to Tex Hoy I think he's he's played all right I I don't know that he's got a contract for them for next year but uh apparently he's going to England but he could have if he kept playing at that level maybe it could have been that they move Pong at a 6 and and have Hoy at 1 so I, you know he could be man of still for the next 7 years though so he'll be fine well that's what i mean so he will see you I'll see was over there right in, be in terms of that. But look, it yeah. was yeah, it was a good game of footy, entertaining. Well, this was a really interesting matchup for me because I think over around the past month or so, I wouldn't say these two teams have really hit form or anything, but I think they've sort of looked night and day a little bit. Something's changed no for intended. the something's cha- <laughs> something's changed for the better for both of them, I think. I think that they just look a lot better. They've got more players sort of hitting a bit more consistent form, actually getting sort of a string of games together where they're playing well. For Newcastle, one, and we sort of brought up the, the wingers uh, as a combination and Edric Lee on his own. So I just want to mention Dom Young because this time last year, the bloke couldn't catch a ball to save his own life. Sure. Whereas the past few weeks, at least, and I think for a lot of the season, he's probably been one of, especially during the really bad time, one of Newcastle's better players out there on the on the wing, one of their only avenues of, of points. So I, I think he's really coming to his own as well this season, along with Edric Lee since he's been back. And I think a lot of it, and again, he's, he, he's going under the radar overall a bit. Well, not in the past week since all the rumours about possibly going to the Dolphins have come up, but Milford's been good. He's actually brought a little bit of composure to Newcastle that they sort of lost when Mitchell Pearce went. Now, obviously not to the same extent because they're not playing as well as they did when Mitchell Pearce was there. Don't get me wrong, but I guess even compared to the start of the season when a, a certain um, favourite player thing, of mine... I just thought about this. Is it, is it more the fact that there's such a shallow pool of halves that Milford looks like a, a very good player? Yep, I, 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 don't, I don't think... Like, 100%. Can, is it the fact that there's just some... Geeks playing halves in this comp. I, yep. I think that contributes to it, but I, 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 I do think he, I do think he has improved. Clifford and Clune kicked the ball out yeah. in the full. Now it's like it doesn't do it. Oh wow, what a player! But, but I, I still think, like as an individual, he has improved. And even towards the end of last season for Brisbane, he he, he, he strung together a few. But but yeah, comparatively, he's not the best player in the world or anything. But I think there has been a significant sort of you know, step is, up. He's to a him. first grade halfback, and he's doing that's, his first grade fine. halfback yeah. job. But he looks like a genius because. 
There's six Newcastle. teams that don't have a first grade yeah. halfback. Yeah. yeah, and going back to someone like Dom Young, he's always had enthusiasm and effort, and I think now that his skills have gotten better and his confidence has improved, you're starting to see... He's only 18 the fridge, or 19, That's what I'm... Yeah. But he's always been, even when he was dropping the ball and, and whatnot, you could still see at least... There was something... He new. ran hard. Yeah. yeah. He, he ran yeah. hard. He, you know, it well, was... He started playing the game three years ago. That's from, But he, yeah. he got he that enthusiasm before, so. and, and the effort, and we go back to effort all the time with, with some blokes and how why some wingers do 20 hit-ups and... Speaking, going back to someone like an Alex Johnston, he's a very good try scorer and a very good player, but he's not bringing the ball out of he, he's not bringing the ball out of their own twenty for Souths. He's not doing any hit ups, and that's not his role. But there's plenty of wingers that don't do it, or yeah. players that don't do the effort. But Dom Young's always had that effort, even when he couldn't. Seems like he couldn't play to save himself. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he always looked like he was likely. I agree. And also, I'm not. It wasn't the turning point in the game or anything. I don't think. But when he went off after the incident with Latrell, that is around the time where well, Newcastle lost one of their their focal points in attack. I guess to that point, one of the avenues that they were going to, and South Sydney were able to capitalise not only on that on other things, but yeah, that included. It was a momentum change. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and the only other, well, just quickly, Latrell's come back, right? He's gone good. He's, he's come um, back fit to the little talk was he's fit, but he's come back. You see the, the the difference in defenses. They hang off now. They they're not rushing Cody anymore because they know Latrell's sweeping around out the out the back, and, and it just giving Cody space. Cha- it's a huge changes, difference having two of them. Changes, um, yeah, so much with that extra point of attack. And defenders look petrified when he's running the ball. They just don't know what to do. They look, they they're scared. They're backing off away. Two games in a row where every time he touched the ball, he looks like they, they don't. They've got no idea what's going on. Well, he'd so. want to be fit. They spent eighty thousand <laughs> getting him fit. <laughs> so they flew him to Jesus. America. I wish someone had paid me eighty thousand to get no, fit. No. I'd, I'd I'd be looking a whole lot better too. I reckon. As an East fan, Scotty, your Latrell, your Latrell thoughts. I got him in fantasy, so it's great to see him back. Yeah. I really appreciate. What's it. fantasy? <laughs> what's fantasy? Super Cajun. <laughs> what is what? Same as what uh, we do. Um, uh, only last because we'll move on, but um. Anyone we haven't mentioned who was good, uh, and he's the massive setup guy for for Souths. When Colin Matungi has that run at the posts, you know they're going left. These I just it stood out. He's the one that'll go. He'll run to that right upright, and he gets them in the perfect spot almost without fail to then swing it out. And I reckon he nailed it a lot. And we we haven't spoken a lot about. I haven't it. used him on that crash ball as much recently either. No. So expect him to score a few tries in the next couple of weeks. All of a sudden he right becomes. All of a sudden, he does that. The more he becomes. Once the left becomes into an attack, he gets that right edge. So I thought he was really good. Um, yeah. Look, I'm going to go three points. I think we have to go three points to Cody, don't we? Two Has points to Tommy. Be. And I think David Clemmer probably deserves a point. Have we got any thoughts on any of that? I had the trail for two. But, um, uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah I think he scored it. Latrell two uh, in one two tries. Tommy or one I had Barnett or um, Burgess, oh. the one. But Burgess. Scotty? Barnett was fantastic. Oh. Burgess. Burgess. Burgess 200 one. metres, come on. Yeah, all right. Barnett's stats so, are pretty good as well. Walker, so Walker three, two to Cody, and one to Tommy Burgess. Saturday night, 28-20, Parramatta over the Tigers stats. David? Four tries to five, two out of four conversions for the Tigers, four out of five for Parramatta. 87% completion for the Tigers and 75 for Parramatta. 36 out of 41 sets played 31 out of 41. Four line breaks to five. 
37 tackle bus for the Tigers, 40 for Parramatta. Five offloads to seven, two force dropouts for both sides. 0 40 20s, 314 tackles played, 337. One ruck infringement against the Tigers, three against Parramatta. Eight penalties conceded to nine. Nine errors to 12. And a sin bin for the Tigers. Off Ngawi with 38 tackles. Mahoney with 51. Pole with 167 running metres. And Papali'i with 154. Musgrove missed five tackles, made 18. Uh, Brooks missed five and made 24. Mahoney missed eight, but he did make 51, so that's a pass, I reckon. <laughs> and Wonga Blake missed five tackles and made 10. Moses with 115 supercoach points. Papali'i with 90. And Nofaluma with 81. Am I supposed to talk now? Ken? Yeah. I can keep talking if you want. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about this game at all because I'm sick of the usual spiel about how Tigers tried hard and got a bit fucked during the game and got beat. But, um, look, Para were... Para, yeah, you can, yeah I, I do think Para probably should be out to a 6 or 12-point lead to start <laughs> the game. Of course they should have. But then I think Tiger had, Tigers had all the momentum um, through the middle stages and that was on the back of the youngsters that haven't been in first grade all year. Um, Zane Musgrove had his best game in first grade. Like, he was outstanding. Uh, just, just just on a side note, and jumping in time, like Scott too, looking at me on the screen there. But um, <laughs> just on a... It's like a disassembled head over there. But um, <laughs> they... I did like... To, it did amuse me the fact that every time RCG touched the ball, he got absolutely fucking belted Didn't in he? this game. He got whacked every time. Um for he a kept turning up, a though, point. He kept speaking. Did he play 80? He felt like he played 80. He, he played most of them. I think he played about 65 he minutes. 56. 56. He was out there a lot, but he got belted. Um, but Musgrove had his best game. Young uh, Pole was tremendous. He, well, was, he was absolutely brilliant. outstanding. Yeah, he and uh, he's someone, the spruik on the Tigers juniors, he was part of it. Matamua was good for the short time he had and what didn't happen. Well, every time one of the um, Parramatta forwards got levelled, Pole was standing there over the yeah, top of him. <laughs> like, he was, he tremendous. was belting blokes in the um, and they laid a platform where Tigers Stefano were... Stefano was... Stefano's best game Best year. game of the, of yeah, the year as well. So absolutely. there's guys you can... You go, all right, the, there it is. You can see the future under there. Joff has been fantastic all year. He really he was good again. Yep. Um, the issue was that... And I'll get to Paramount. The issue was in his team was when Tigers had the momentum, a couple of things. One, the refereeing crueled him with the, the sin bin, which you've touched on, Gump. But even after that, Luke Brooks hit the ball away in the second. That was the end of the Tigers... Momentum for a good thirty minutes with a player um, in the bin. As with well. a player in the bin, yeah. and that was the game. That was the game. Uh, it, it didn't see me when we were in that fight to see Adam Dewey just as a soldier running his meters and not doing a great, not touching. I think he was having a bit of a salt. To be honest, he was salt. He, he didn't go looking, but um, he just did his job as a centre. Didn't offend anyone, but didn't do anything. So he got picked as a centre, and I assume that's what he went out to play. And you're right, that probably was sulking. Um, it just did, you know, the one kick he had was a good kick and uh, apart from that it was business usual. Jackson Hastings, we've talked a bit off air, touches the ball too much now, uh, which is taking metres away from these forwards and also, you know, taking some hit-ups away from elsewhere because a lot of it's that one-off pass and it just takes the hit-up away. There's good signs for next year, but I've... Sp- and for Neil Brown, uh, for, for Manu Brown was good. Yeah, off that, it's I would um, say, you know, give him a crack, give him a full crack because Jacob Little off the bench... Dude. You won't can't like play him. Won't be playing first grade. You can't like play he's, really, him. he's just not a first grade. They've been trying to get rid of cheese. He's terrible. Well, Brown's, you can see he's physically fit enough to play 80 minutes. Yeah, and so I, I see no now. reason why he can't. So he's a, he's a great bench option if Gappy's there next year, but he could also play lock. There's, there's, there's good signs. 
For Parra, they were they were very much Parramatta. They were fine. Mitchell Moses just got his bully on late in the game. I didn't think it was that great in the first half. I, I didn't like the fact he got to throw four or five coat hangers without even so much as a blink of anyone's any referee's eyes. But he was there. Um, Sean Lane was. We said that edge would be where they'd target. They did. Uh, poor old Gumpy, the story hasn't been told on air, but um, <laughs> did have fifty a fifty dollar free bet uh, at twenties on Lane first try scorer. So and it was a dead set try, yeah, no, and that's why he <laughs> hates the referees in the bunker. So no, it explains well, a lot. <laughs> it was dead set uh, try though. <laughs> Gutho played pretty well. Sivo's getting back into fitness. Um, it's, it's sort of like it's standard power. I, I thought Sivo was pretty impressive actually. He um, he beat a lot. Of, he had a lot of. I'm just looking now. He's tackled by seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. He was pretty good. Um, and yeah, like I said, Moses after the fact was was quite good, but. Um, their para, I think. I think they miss Brian Madison. To be honest, uh, this, was, bit, this was Pappy's yeah. best game for a month or so. Um, he's been pretty quiet. But um, tell me, I'm wrong of any of that, Scott? I think uh, Nathan Brown shot himself in the foot. I think he's well and truly done now. <laughs> he had yeah. another chance, and he's he's gone. Should have been bin, but anyway. Yeah, but um, I think the Tigers just really need to make a choice on like Dewey Brooks Hastings. Like pick your halves yeah. and stick. Like while you while you pussyfooting around like you are now. You just need to drop one. It's just going to be better for the future. But I, I do love that even the refs hate Luke Brooks. Like, he got absolutely <laughs> dropped by That was great to see. Yeah. And then uh, I suppose the only other thing is, if Noffa was in any other club, do you reckon he'd be like AJ or what? Well, he almost is here in a, in a worse team because he's. I think he's going to get to be the first to three figures for the Tigers and we've run 13th for the last 10 years. But mm. uh, I, I don't know if he's... I think he would have got shuffled around a few clubs, to be honest, because his defence is deplorable. Yeah, at I was going to say he's not. But he's a finisher. He's, he's finisher, a and finisher. He's and when he's Very motivated, true. like yeah, if you'd put him into a Penrith or Melbourne, he probably scores thirty-five tries a year. But he's not going to create that, and not necessarily say AJ does either. No, yeah, that's fair. true. Uh, Gumpy. They need to name a coach the Tigers. Yeah, it's the first problem. The first problem, because if. Kamali's not going to be there, then someone's got to tell him to not pick Brooks. Because at the moment, they they will lose Dewey if they continue to play Brooks. Absolutely, He's right. thrown a tanny already, Dewey. He'll be gone by the year. And he'll be gone if they don't, if they don't play him at six. I'm and sure and then now what happened? They go, oh, fuck, we've got no halves and no re-signing for five And years. I don't necessarily <laughs> agree. I think you should play where the coach tells you not spit the dummy. Mm-hmm. But if... Look, Brooks is he's on the way out at, at the Tigers. It's that simple. I wouldn't pick Brooks or I wouldn't pick Little in my side. I thought the Tigers were the better team for the majority of the game. The sin being, which was a, a non-event, the poor kid play on debut and he's saying sorry to everybody. You shouldn't have to apologise, mate, because you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, overly, he what it was a, a second late. It wasn't high. It wasn't like it was, you know, it was just a... You see a it penalty, how many times a, week. a penalty yeah. at at best in, in terms of that, um, and that just changed the momentum of the game. I thought the youngsters for the Tigers were really good, your Polles and 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 blokes like that. I think that um, Uda Ikamanu, as I said, was really really good for for the Tigers. And look, last year he was talked about as an Origin player and was actually in named in in a, in a yeah. squad. So. The, he's got he's got some ability, and the Tigers signed him for a lot of money, having not played a game. So there's some hype around him as as a front rower, and he's only young, and he'll he'll get better. Look, I think 
and I, you, you don't want to go early crows on teams, but I think Appy makes a huge difference to them next year because the forwards will get hit-ups off the hooker. Yeah, I, I where they're not now. Yep. Like they're getting, the, as you said, Hastings gets the ball and then and shifts it on to somebody else. Or if they're getting the ball from the dummy half, it's just a, a pass straight from the ground. So there's no deception. And, and they're it's run, generally they're, two metres out from the line. Correct. <laughs> and, and, and they're making a couple of metres and, and they know what's happening. So there's no engagement of defenders from their nine. And Appy makes a huge difference if these young blokes are as good as, as people the think they are. Yeah. And... You, you get them running off a, a for nine that, that's high quality. I know that that's not easy to probably take as a, as a Tigers fan, but I, I'm a Bulldogs fan, so it's not any better <laughs> no, for me right, either. Man. But I think that, you know, you, then you've got Papa Lee on, on an edge. And, and if you do actually pull the trigger and actually back Dewey, it gives you, know, you a running 5'8 as you well. You your decision around your halves. Yeah. And if Hastings is your man with Dewey, then you run with them. The fullback is, is a decent enough player Dane Laurie's safe, he's, he's got a little bit, so their spine looks a whole lot better and settled. But if Kamali's not going to be the coach and Tim Sheens has got the say he's got at the club, then Tim Sheens should really be saying, don't pick Brooks this week. Well, and in, 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 in my opinion, if, if Tim Sheens is there on a million dollars to fix the club, then fix it. Here's the thing, because we, Dewey, uh, Dewey and Hastings is the only combination we haven't seen. We've seen everything else. And we're going to win the spoon. So why, like, <laughs> at least put it in the window and go, okay, we've tried it for two weeks. Sorry, Adam, you're a fullback or you're a fucking centre or whatever you are. Give him a crack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very quickly, Ellie, because I know Barney's going to have plenty to say. Not very quickly, you can talk as long as you want. Oh, well, personally, I, I don't <laughs> think um, I don't think Dewey and Hastings should be playing in the halves together at all. Uh, personally, I want Luke Brooks to get an extension at the Tigers for a few more years. I want him to be the focal point of their attack and their defence. Give him the captaincy for the rest of the season. Um, Do you just hate me? He just doesn't no, want the doesn't want him I don't know why. He wants to be dead. <laughs> um, well, in this game... Uh, Gump, some company on the roof. <laughs> Gump, you were talking about a... Um, a certain player who will significantly improve the Tigers next year, and I think someone else who might is the player who I think overall was probably the best player on field for me in this game, Isaiah Papalihi. I yeah. think he had an absolutely tremendous performance. Um, definitely not going soft on, he, on his future team in this one. I think he was amazing for the Eels and uh, Reed as well in defence. But I, th- I do think overall um, sort of the better efforts, I guess you could say, from individual players were coming from the Tigers, and I think that they were a bit unlucky, especially towards the end, to miss out. Um, yeah, Moses had his his period there to, towards the back end of the game, and apparently that warrants a, a $5 million extension or whatever, which the reports are saying, so good, good on Parramatta if they want to they Par- want to give him that. So, uh, Parramatta fans are the best, though, because they, <laughs> they hate him more than we do, don't worry. <laughs> he was always going to get it. Yeah. So, of um, course you have. you seen the other... Look, you've seen well, Milford. Like, you've got, <laughs> that's what I mean. They've got no choice. Yeah. Well, Nico Hines gone from fullback and is probably top three or four full halves in the game. Like. Correct. And yeah. the other one, Jerome Hughes, is not a legit halfback. Munster went from either. fullback to halfback. So, and again, that as we'll say in our fair, that comes back to Craig Bellamy. But uh, overall, yeah, I think probably you could even say the Tigers were the, the better side. I don't want to rub it in too much. But you know what? The individual efforts from... Marnie and probably especially, I think they were absolutely 
amazing in this game, and I Barney think they, they've got the they they got the the Eels home. I, I guess you could say, if not, maybe a bit bit of lenient refereeing, if you will. Um, but I thought, uh, Pole, was it his debut? Second game. Second game. Last week. Well, I mean, for someone who's sort of just getting their opportunity in this one, he made the most of it on both sides of the ball, I think, as well. Was really good in defence, as we said, a couple of those big shots were him. But I think in attack as well, the the meters he made and and, um, what he was able to... field position he was able to gain for the Tigers as well, I think, was great. Like, next year, and they'll have Papali on an edge and Sean Bloor, if he he stays fit. And Sean Bloor is, is... an unbelievably yeah. good, talented, good player. talented player, but Angus you Crichton. haven't seen much of him f- through injury. Yeah, but I think that they've got. They, 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 there's they some, know some that upside. the club knows that. That's why they're trying to find this development. They know they've got. And, and like I said, they're now. I think we've spoken off air, but they're now signing these sixteen, seventeen-year-olds to three, four-year deals because they know they've got talent. And and it's starting to leak. Even Austin Diaz has been. He's not been out of place. His blokes that are okay. They're going to learn. They're going to make mistakes, but they, there's more to come. Um, but yeah, sorry, I cut you off there. Yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, Sean Ball's a good player. Well, I guess you could even say on top of that, even when they even talk. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> even when the um, those younger blokes coming through, even when they don't have the best game necessarily, they still usually look sort of at least the effort, as you like to bring up, Gub, looks better than at least half the players in well, the rest of the sides. This, so. this is the thing, and they're finally doing it. They are doing it, and the right thing, but they're finally going, all right, Jimmy Roberts, you're playing Reggie's. And yeah. and they're cleaning it out. Stafford Teller actually is oh, he, he, surprised yeah. that he is, actually. He's been, for a bloke, I had He no throws a shocker in every now and then. But he, he'll yeah. drop one. He, like, like, he's a bit like the Sharks backs. He'll drop one here or there, but he's strong. He'll bust a tackle. He's, he's fine. Anyway, talk about the other team that played. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with Tigers, because for the first 25 minutes, they were the dominant team. They were well and truly in front in this game. And it was on the they they hung tough on their own goal line there because Parramatta had all the ball in that first what five to ten minutes and they were just pressuring the Tigers consistently time and time again and they turned them away turned them away one of them probably should have been given <laughs> Gumpy don't no nah, it's okay chill, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over it heal <laughs> boy um, and the defence was fantastic the, the the sound that was coming through the TV the, with some of those hits with mm. Offa and Gowie and Pole went really hitting RCG and Nathan Brown and a couple of the other blokes they were getting smacked and put directly on their ass, and then they were just standing over the top of them um, there was a lot of luck in that first try for Parramatta um, obviously Tiger scored a couple early and then there the, was the kick along the ground that come off feet and come off more feet and then ended up with RCG diving on the ball. Yeah. And he was still lucky to get his hand there first. Um, and then they just sort of took the initiative away from the Tigers. Um, the Tigers kept fighting. I thought this was probably the Tigers' best performance of the year, to be honest, and they didn't get away with the win. But um, they they definitely stuck in and um, they did get the rough end of the stick. Uh, but what do you do? They were committed till the end. I thought Brooks was pretty good. Um, there was three big moments in the game they which put a big black wider, mark which, um, on his... Suited. Yeah. yeah, sorry, keep going. Like the, there was three big moments that put a big black mark on his name which sort of, you know, cruelled it at the end of the game. Obviously, you already mentioned the, the kick on the second tackle, the in defence with trying to kick the ball dead and missing it all together and then Mahoney scores and then the when Moses scored his own... the, the one of, the one-on-one try, you just basically terrible. just pushed Brooks away and just, <laughs> fuck off, mate, I'm going to go and score you. <laughs> and, you know, that's, you you take those three moments out of that game and he probably comes away looking like one of the better players on the field. But but, but in in terms of that, 
and and I always look at it with him in your side. Are you in front or are you behind? Mm. Now the three in issue incidents you just talked about cost them eighteen points. Absolutely, yeah. it did. So he, he's and they lost he, by he, eight. He's negative eighteen. Yeah. Because what really, if he's had a try assist, will give him Two six. Of them, I think it was right. catch and pass. So, so, he, so he's no minus, let's say he's minus ten. Yeah. They've lost by eight points. Yep. If you want to put it in checks yeah, and balances yeah. in terms of that, yeah, he, he does some good things, but so he should. But <laughs> the bad things that he does, it, it just looks like he doesn't give a shit. That yeah. that's the 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 perception that he's not taking any ownership of. The team, and I know he's under pressure and he's a young bloke and you've got to look after him mentally and all those. I get all that kind of stuff. It but is, it's yeah. a, this is a business. And, and it's, and it's very a, simple. <laughs> it's, and it's, it, look, I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. I'm sure if we had a beer with him, he'd be a fucking champion. Probably top bloke. But um, it's now 10 years. He hasn't done it. In what other walk of life can you, be, can you not get your actual job, your one job in life done? And then they go, oh, we'll give you another five years just in case. It's like, it's. I think I heard it said the other day that perhaps they're scared he'll become a star if they let him go. It's like, but yeah. like, good luck to him. I hope he goes to Melbourne and wins six comps because I think both parties are better off. Well, that's the thing. It's better yeah. off for the tie. Like it's now if time to back. It hasn't worked at another yeah. team. Well, so be it's it. Just, and they don't but want another highlight reel of Pappenhausen and Tedesco and former tie. Like, who cares? It's not helping your club at the yeah. moment. Whether that's a coach, a personnel, whatever it is, yep. if he goes under Bennett and Bennett turns him in Andrew Johns, well, cool. Hope he plays for New South, like whatever. But it's not going to happen in this current setup. The difference I thought was a couple of really strong individual performances from Parramatta um, across the field. Tigers were probably better, but there was um, a couple of really standout performances from Papali'i, Moses, um, Sivo. I thought was fantastic. Um, Kai Rodwell looked pretty good off the bench in his 24 minutes that he was out there. Um, but uh, on the Tigers, I thought, you, you've already mentioned everyone, that the only one that nobody mentioned, I thought, was Garner. I thought Garner was really good again. I know good another one. He'll be a star at Penrith. <laughs> oh, how many tries are you going to score next year? He'll be he a runs a hole. He'll be a star. <laughs> but, um, Probably yeah, get I, a pick for the Blues. I had Papa Lee is the man of the match. I had Moses with two with his late junk time, uh, junk time <laughs> stuff. And then I had Offen Gowie or Sivo for the one point. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it. Uh, I want to mention for Polo. Anything, Scotty? No, nothing to add. Just speaking of the Tigers and the the, the on the lookout for the coach, um, I think we've actually talked since Andrew Webster was officially appointed at the Warriors. I believe so, no. uh, and the breaking news tonight is that uh, Jimmy Dimmick's been officially sacked by the Titans. So they're clearing the decks well and truly for for the, the big one in the middle there. Why not... Uh, sorry, I, I don't want to go... But why not just do it? Well, why... You, I don't know. Just do it. Because the board's probably as gutless as anyone else. How long has he been there? They take uh, two years. Two years? And two he got years. you to the finals. And fucking... When was the last time the fucking Titans well, made the finals? Yeah, <laughs> but they made the final. They made. They still made the finals with the, the worst record in... <laughs> in his worst worst record that any team has had when making the finals, so weren't they the first one to make it with a negative? Negative, no, but you know, did it the year before. No, uh, like oh no, weren't, weren't the Sharks? No, Sharks. No, less, Sharks had a negative, a, a but a the Titans had. The Titans were the first team one to do it, only less. winning ten games yeah. all year. And you know, whoever finishes eight this year, 
going to win about 10 games anyway, so that'll that'll be the new norm. But that's a whole other thing. However, be, the thing is, just <laughs> if you're if you're that's the irony is that like the new norm isn't that hard to achieve if you just had a half. Yeah, well, it goes team. back to just what Gump was saying. Win less know? than half it's your game. Become yeah. the EPL thing where the top three or four teams just is. run away from. The rest of them, because there's, there's too many mediocre and teams. And I'm sick of the NRL media saying, oh, it's not like the EPL when um, where it's only one club. Well, fucking, is there only one club that can win the comp this year? It's the closest league in the world. It's pretty much the only, like, Penrith would have to all catch COVID on well, ground final. It's been Roosters and they still probably win Melbourne it. for the last fucking, what, six, seven years? Other yeah. than the Sharks win in a year. And, the sh- and Sharks, and that was the first, they kicked us off, yeah. And again, there's always been the periods Cowboys, of dominance. But that's so. still, what, two, 2018, that's yeah. still five years ago. Yeah. But. Um, so, yeah, Dimmick going. There was a rumour Dimmick would be assistant coach at Bulldogs. might be on the cards going back there, I believe, somewhere along the lines. I don't know if that's fizzled out now. And uh, is there are you any further of an opinion for a Bulldogs coach? Oh, uh, look. Take you can get now. I don't. <laughs> I'm still of the belief that Gus would know what yeah. he wanted when all these other decisions were made. So... It's just all gone very quiet, so I don't know whether it's the original rumour that Freddie was going to do it Wait till after, after Origin, Origin and, and see what happens, or whether there... There wasn't a rumour Dimmick would be there with him? Yeah, that, that mm. Dimmick would sort of be there with him. I don't know now. Look, Mick Potter's won two games, but is two games enough? Probably not. Um, in terms of that, he's been coaching four or five, and they've only still won two Still made a big yeah. difference to but their the, attack. It made a huge difference to their attack. But I, you know what? You know what he probably did? You and you I could have done that. He probably said, do what you want. That, correct. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty go much. to the best players in the team and go, fucking run this team the way the ball, that you think it needs to be run. Give the ball to Burton and give the ball to... Adokar. Adokar and, and, and Avarillo at, at fullback. And, and yeah. you know, but I, I don't know with... with I, I Look... I've got no idea, mm. really, in the end. But they've got to, again, like the Tigers, name somebody and, it's and now, get it sorted now out. The timing's critical because now deadline's up, what, next, in two weeks? Or 30 August now? Yeah. So in terms of that, I think that they've got to, yeah, they've got to make a decision and... and the and, coaches and, are outside that, aren't they? And go the with the person. No, no, I mean, like, players, like, even to start yeah. negotiating. You know, oh, November you know, 1st. November. Oh, no, no, yeah, so November 1st. June, for this year, that's the sign for this year. I don't think coaches are outside. Coaches can sign at any time they want. Any thoughts, Scott? On any of the merry-go-round? No, I I do. I reckon uh, they should save all the all the uh, hiring and sacking whatever till the end of the year, and just say no one can sign for the next year until November first. You got four months to set yourself up and just see what happens. Because correct me if I'm wrong, so in, you can in say, the NFL, sack a coach but not sign one is what you're saying. Oh, you can't <laughs> sack them either. In the NFL, you can't, more, in, in the NFL, players, I'm pretty sure the uh, the coaches' contracts are more unclad than I, 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 I have been wrong, and I don't feel close enough. But you can't actually sack a coach if you if they're on ten million, they're on ten million, unless they go and feel up little boys in a change room or something. <laughs> anyway, so we brought up the yeah. EPL before, right? And yeah. like I I like that idea, Scotty, where it, it it's an actual period because. Um, the transfer window for soccer's just opened up, right? And I, you know, I like looking at my phone every day and thinking, oh, this player might be going here, there, everywhere. I feel like fans are, would also be a lot more open to players changing teams and that if it was confined to that one period. And well, I guess... It'll give it, all these rugby league journals a job for the other six months. And, and you know, it also keeps an intrigue in the game during that period as well. Although that's not the primary reason I think it needs to happen or anything, that's an added bonus. You actually 
keep an interest in, in the sport for that period because that's when all the business happens. So, as outsiders, you two, um, any thoughts on? Th- oh, any other thing is supposedly today Tim Sheen's told the board yes he would coach if they asked him, whatever yeah, that right. means. Uh, with the interest of grooming a Benji or a Robbie or a, oh, and the other forgotten one is Brett Hodgson. How's he going overseas, Ollie? Brett Hodgson yeah. with Hull. I think they're sort of a top. They've had the top six over there. I think they're about fifth or sixth at the moment. So they they'll probably play finals. But but um, anyway, so it'll be a transitional thing. But that that's on the table. Um, from looking at the and presumably it will be the Titans in the next week. Um, where do you see it all finishing up, Barn? Well, it's interesting to me that um, the the coaches with experience and have basically been left out in the cold. Like your, your John Morris's, um, the Flanagan, they basically haven't um, seemed to have been uh, spoken to by any of these clubs that need that need coaches. Um, I don't know what that speaks to. I, I I could I couldn't understand how they'd be worse than anybody else that they would be bringing in. Um, Unless, obviously, yeah, it looks like these teams are now looking three and four years down the track and they're going to try and bring somebody in and be mentored by somebody else in the case of the Tigers with Tim Sheens. but um, And Christian Wolf, I believe, is almost a done deal at Redcliffe. Yeah, OK. Um, the Newcastle coach, as bad as they've gone at times this year, he's another one that's taken them from absolutely nowhere to play in finals the last two years, so... I really think he probably deserves another year or two, um, at least another probably half a season next year to get his you know another preseason and see how they start next year before they they move him on. But um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I'm I'm really surprised that neither Morris or Flanagan has entered any discussions with the the teams that are looking for coaches. But no. but but I'm I'm wondering with it all, what's Cameron Serraldo actually waiting for. He obviously it has been that promised. There's a chance that he might jump to dogs. Well, well, I'm hearing that Serraldo is just waiting for will the be Parramatta. Oh. If Parramatta get rid of Brad Arthur, that Serraldo would go to Parramatta, and they were even talking Brad Arthur to the Tigers. I think Dana started that one. As a <laughs> <laughs> but it, it has but, I have heard but it. But what what is Cameron Serraldo waiting for? Because if he wants to walk into a club that's going okay, are they going to get rid of their coaches? Like, no, is he going to really be at the Roosters? Is he going to be at the Storm? Is he going to be? Is the Storm job on the table? Well, I'm tipping that it'd be Billy Slater going or Cameron next, Smith I, I would have or thought someone like that. I feel like it's almost a done deal. Billy Slater will be going take over from yeah. from the, he lives down there. You would he's think so. Ingrained. In, he's in a terms of that, because so Bellamy will go this year. Or he's next been year. in their coaching system for years. As so yeah. like in terms of that, so but I mean, so I don't know unless he's waiting for Cleary. Maybe Cleary said, "Mate, give me to on fifty-five and." Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine whilst Penrith is still in the window that you'd give it up. Mm. Like the only time I can right, see like Ivan Cleary giving it up is if their window closes and and they start to go backwards. But then why would you want to go to a team where their window's shut? Yeah. Well, so are, are again, the Bulldogs the one? They maybe the Bulldogs go. He goes. Well, I'm getting kick out. I'm getting. I've got Burton. I got Reed. Maybe like, that's the Bulldogs. Because like the, the whole it, thing. What. I just want to know then what's he waiting for. That's right. Because the only job you're going to get are teams that are going shit. Yeah. Good. To, <laughs> but then if you're going good, they're not getting rid of their coaches. But then no. you, also you're going to, like if the, use the Tigers as an example with Serraldo. 
They're going to give him five years on a million bucks a year. Apparently, this red-hot junior nursery, a state-of-the-art centre, and they've got two million bucks to spend next year. Like, like you can, and you could probably go and get it. You could get someone across with you, and you probably go on, and there's Angus Crichton looking for a club. There's blokes looking for. I there, think ah, the Tigers it. is difficult to because they just know the reputation around it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a basket case at board level. Not the board. Some of the other clubs it. aren't. Board yeah. runs the but, club. You know, you see that Pasco and all that. That's why I think that they might go could for be someone he could, he could like Pasco for Tim the Penrith days and that'd be it. with yeah. Benji or Robbie Farrar yeah. or someone like that. So at least that they're they're seen to be. Getting a Tigers person I think that, that knows Tigers, knows the shit that goes on and yeah. can probably ride the shit I think that goes on. I think, that, to be honest, I think that's where the Tigers end up. It'll be Sheens appointed in the next oh, two weeks with Robbie and Benji. And then yeah. go from Robbie and Move Benji along. can't do it together. Or Robbie and uh, <laughs> Noddy. Robbie and Noddy are the two in the box now. Yeah. Whatever Noddy adds. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. Uh, four was a score in this game here. Hey, Scott. How you going? Everything good? 32 <laughs> the, uh, the banter. 32-18. <laughs> uh, Broncos prevailed over the Dragons. And, um, yeah, in the end of the day, looked pretty good in doing so, Barn Stats. Yeah, six tries to three. Four out of six conversions. Played three out of three for the Dragons. Uh, missed two-point field goal in the last couple of seconds of the first half from the Broncos. 76% completion. Played 83%. 30 out of 39 sets. Played 31 out of 37 Eight line breaks to five. 33 tackle busts for the Broncos, 38 for the Dragons. Seven offloads to nine. Two force dropouts to one. One ruck infringement against the Dragons, one inside the ten against the Broncos. Four penalties conceded to five. Eleven errors to seven. Two sin bins to the Dragons. Good old Tarek. <laughs> a day out. Hetherington with 42 tackles. McCulloch with 50. Tessie New with 171 running metres and Laurie with 173. Walters missed eight tackles, made 34. Gamble missed four and made 15. Amone missed six tackles, made 19. And Sully missed five and made 15. Tessie New with 140 supercoach points. Katoni Staggs with 103. And then two other Broncos players before you got down to uh, Ramsey for the Dragons on 78. Broncos are on the verge of building a dynasty here. I oh, think they're, they're easily a better, freaking a better good team. team. In this but one. like they, Tessie New came back and looked like a world beater. Absolutely. Uh, and I, uh, yes, they're playing the Dragons. Yes, they're playing the Dragons. Um, top eight side. But they're a top eight side, you're right. And only missing their half back. Um, they're in it. But <laughs> Tessie New came back to look like a star. Uh, obviously, their origin players are out. But um, young Zach Hosting had a great oh, yeah. debut to remember. What? He's a player. Um, Kobe Heatherton stepped up. Probably had his best game, if it's not ever, this year. Uh, Jordan Rookie looked great. Their, their forward pack... Um, was f- and uh, Palisair, all of their forwards uh, looked fantastic. Uh, realistically, you find them a good hooker, and they are yeah. as good a team in this comp. Uh, once you throw the rest back in, Katoni had a decent game, but he was beaten up on a bit of shit. To be honest, I thought he just he looked a bit flattered at times. But he did. He ran the ball, hit as hard as he has all year. Branko was fine. Um, they but uh, and Ezra Mam at his touches and big strong uh, in both attack and defence he was fantastic as well he's exciting I can't say he's fantastic but he's exciting for what he'll be when he's twenty two twenty three um, he'll bully some really bully some teams he's fast he's strong he breaks tackles and um, like they're on the verge of having a real good team uh, once you they get back to full strength even with um, with, with or without pain next year and then you throw Reese Walsh in who. 
Would, would you put him in front yeah. of Tessie New at the moment? Well, I think they've got some problems because they've signed blokes on promises that yeah. they can't keep. I would be keeping because Tessie they've Nier, signed. Though. Herbie Farmworth saying mm. that they give him a go at fullback. Yeah. They've signed Katani Stagg saying they're going to give him a go at six. They've where are they playing Reese Walsh? So they're making a lot of promises the Broncos to to players. Well, at, they've got five blokes to go into two or three, three positions, positions that they've promised mm. blokes. So yeah. the ones that don't get picked, they're going to go. And I'm tipping they'll probably just go across the road to Dolphins. to the Dolphins. Yeah. But you know. And that's with Cobbo wanting to be a fullback. Well, there's, and there's yeah. the one that I'd be playing. Well, Cobbo's fullback. the hope. Cobbo's their fullback. So, I, so I where think. does that leave Reese Walsh? Where does that then leave Mam if Walsh plays six? Like, so you've they've got. Look, it's, pro- it's a good problem to be in. I'd rather be have that problem than have no one. They've, they've got. But a, they're making promise. Well, from what you hear yeah. in the media, they're making promises to blokes. We're signing you to play in this position. And well, they can't have three fullbacks next year. Reese Walsh, Herbie yeah. Farmworth, and Selwyn Cobbo, oh, and, and Tessie the... New, and Tamari Martin all can't play fullback. Tamari's gone. I think Tamari ended up with the Warriors, but well, yeah, the same thing. But he's, right now, but he's in the right five. now he's he's there's yeah. five blokes, which is fantastic. And looks for a pay. They're going to have a, a four year window here to win a comp, and It'll then be to the detriment yeah. of their forwards. They're going to yeah. struggle in the front row. Flegler will come in and probably take Hass's spot. I'm I'm pretty much sure that Hass is on the way out now. You signed him with that kind of be. money. Um, well, they they say in Hass on a handshake him, with the Titans. Someone will give him eight hundred, and he'll go. Um, probably the Titans, but it's not what the Titans um, need either. No. They've got well, they've got. Uh, yeah, yeah. They bring Flegler into the front row. They don't really have another known front rower in their their team that I can see. Um, they've got a, quite a few back rowers in Palacia that you mentioned, Ricky, and all the rest of them. But again, you've got. Four or five blokes that you need to fit into two Carrigan. outside back positions. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carrigan will probably be forced to play front row where he should be playing lock, and there's there's going to be a bit of um, yeah a bit of bit of Corey Jensen's I would been imagine good there in, the, yeah. in that front in their oh, forward. It's probably pack. not a bad position to be in. Oh, you got a great. They've got, they've got as good a squad. They've got depth some shuffling wise, to do, but they've sure. they've got some thinking to do around. Yeah, yeah. but that's getting off the, the topic. Yeah, get off topic. Um, but, yeah. yeah, they were great, Brisbane. I they thought were. they were really good. Yeah. It just goes to show you, though, you take a good halfback out of a team and you take six other players out of the other team and the team that loses the halfback is more affected. But it's still the old thing that I will talk about with the Dragons ad nauseum. They're too small and they get out-muscled most weeks in the forwards by just blokes that are bigger and more physical than them. You think... The They're best, faster too. The Dragons pack is pretty slow. The best forward, <laughs> the best yeah. forward for St George's really is Jack Bird, yep. and Laurie's been playing well. Is he a forward? Like in terms yeah. of that, is that his best? He's a forward. That he, he when he if his job to run hard, he runs hard. Yeah, yeah. and Jaden yeah. Sewer is is a good player, but he's not great every his week. Best position is probably centre, to be honest. And Correct. You put Sully back in the middle and. Correct, right. but that's what I mean. So their best forward is Jack Bird, and we're debating if he is a forward. And he's their best forward. Develin's been doing a few good things. He's been better than um, when he came back originally. Um, the, the couple of years out of the games hurt him, but he has been getting better week on week. But again, still um, size-wise, yeah. like they're, they're, their biggest players like that Josh Kerr that played on the weekend, and he's not a regular in their team. Yeah. And Blake Laurie's probably their biggest go-forward man, and he's five foot two and yeah. Yeah. wide so as well as high. They, they, just get, they just get monstered. Scotty? 
Yeah, I um, I was just thinking about Tarek Sims getting his uh, two sin bins. Mm-hmm. I reckon uh, the that bin. might put Bellamy <laughs> that might put Bellamy into retirement alone when he goes to the Storm next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He's going down there. Well, isn't he's going to go there. <laughs> well, they signed him after a good twenty twenty one. He's going to. Well, he's going down there, uh, and you'd think yeah, him into that forward pack, great. But him carrying that forward pack, eh, not so great. Well, he's yeah. supposed to be replacing never been someone that's carrying yeah, a forward pack, but. Yeah. Um, the first one he probably got was a bit unlucky. I don't think he deserved mm. a Yeah, I, I don't think I, that was I a I know he hit him in the back, but Reynolds turned his back and it was split-second kind of stuff. It's probably a penalty second at worst. Have been off. The I'm second sure. one, <laughs> especially if you give him 10 for the first, the first one, then the one second right. one's off. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, he, he's one of those blokes who does lose his head and <laughs> does yeah. some stupid shit. Anything else from so. the game, Scott, before we let Bone have his... Oh, I just I enjoy seeing the baby Broncos, you know, do their thing. Like it's been a few years since they've been decimated like this, and they still just stood up. And yeah, it's um, it's gonna be impressive to see what they do going forward. To uh, to fix your your positional issues, though, maybe you put Corey Oates back at back row. Ooh, <laughs> that works so well in the past. We haven't. Maybe I think he's not signed next year, is he? Maybe the assumption is he's he's just gonna brush him. No, maybe. have they have yeah. they re-signed him? I don't know. He's been I'm quite sure. good for him He's on the great. wing this year, to be honest. And him coming into the Orange is probably a, a, an upgrade, I think, on Tuolangi. I know Tuolangi can do some really good stuff, but when you're down in the trenches and you Experience need someone yep. in a game under the them. high ball and yep. running off their, uh, running out of their back end, he's been fantastic for the Broncos doing that this year. Um, Absolutely. Broncos were easily the better team in this game, I thought. Um, and I thought they probably should have won by more. Uh, there's a few area, a few errors from the Broncos, but they were playing expansive footy. They were singing, singing the ball from one side of the field to the other, and really stretching the Dragons. Um, came with a couple of mistakes on the back of it, but they could have put a lot of points on them. The Dragons had no spark in attack whatsoever. Um, Sullivan probably outshone Amone, but he had a few errors in him as well. Um, they just really have. There was one good ball. The ball he put um, Ramsey through the hole. Mm. But then other than that, their fifth tackle, they had no fifth tackle. They, yeah, they got tackled the about four or five yeah, times yeah. on the fifth tackle. Yeah. You can't question their effort. They tried hard. Yeah. Um, they definitely did. Uh, Ramsey and Suli were the best uh, of the backs for the Dragons, I thought. Um, that try from Suli was fantastic. He just brushed off three or four blokes and <laughs> did it all himself to score next to the post. Um, yeah, he's a back rower, in my opinion. Um, he's he's wasted a little bit in the centres. I, I think get him a fraction fitter and play him in the back row yeah, and probably put a great Jack Bird out in the centres. Real good. Um, he, he, he's, in the right team. He's exactly like Olakowatu, realistically. Yeah. If you could give him the same sort of job as Olakowatu and feed him the ball the same way. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> uh, McCulloch, Sewer and Jack DeBellin were pretty good in the middle of the field, but they just tackled their ass off. They didn't do a great deal more. Laurie was probably their best player in 48 minutes. I think he made somewhere near 170 running metres and made 40-odd tackles as well. And I think he only missed one or two. But he, I thought he was fantastic for the Dragons. Um, uh, the, they were dominated in the outside backs, though, against Stags and... Um, Hoyter, I think Huita, his name was. Um, yeah, yeah, he's only played a couple of games, but I thought he was fantastic in this one. 
Um, Tessie New was brilliant. He just <laughs> popped up everywhere. He was scoring tries, setting up back, tries, like, wow. tackle busts everywhere, line breaks. And he's been the spruik for what, two years now. Yeah, he's he been, been. We've he, heard he was originally meant to be the, the fullback before Cobo, and that's why Cobo was on the wing and yeah. all the rest of it. And it started that way this year as well. But he didn't put in a lot at the beginning of the year. But that <laughs> his comeback game in this one was fantastic. You already mentioned Hoskins. What a great debut that was. Um, the boat worked his absolute backside out. At the start of this one, and you've mentioned pretty much everyone else: Palacino, Kennedy, and Hetherington. I thought Hetherington was probably the best forward on the field. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. I've just in doing the show when you actually watch foot. I've developed such a soft spot for the Broncos. I have no <laughs> idea why, because you grow up hating them. But you just you, you've seen the little boys grow up, and it's like they're now men, and now they'll win a comp in the next three or four years. They'll go very close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are we going to do here? I don't even know how to split these up points-wise. Three I to Tessie. Tessie you for three, yeah. uh, two to Hosking and one to... Oh, God. I had Hetherington You've got to have Hetherington two. Yeah, Hetherington two. And three, then I had Deloise, Hoyter or Hosking for the one. But. Yeah, get, uh, Hetherington to... No, nah, give it to Hosking. Why not on debut? But, you know, just lots to get excited about for that team. Um, it was very remiss of me earlier, Barney, not to ask how you're travelling these days. What's going on? Oh, well, this, yeah, this Sunday was, I, I had a rekindled romance with the peanut M&M, to be honest. Oh. I, I took, the, well. <laughs> took the young one out to the, out to the, uh, the it movies is the best on the Sunday. Oh, mate, I absolutely love peanut M&Ms, have, have done for years. And I don't I think I've, half head from crispy m and don't think I've touched one for years, to be honest. And we went to the movies and you got the large popcorn, the large, the bucket of Sprite, and the, the big ass packet of M and M's, and it was just gluttony. It was personified, only, and, on and, a and then it cost you a third mortgage on the house. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> question: <laughs> Were the peanut M and M's mixed in with the popcorn? But they were in my pocket, and the oh. popcorn was shared between the other <laughs> okay. two that attended. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just handfuls of popcorn. Washed down with buckets of lemonade, and then the peanut M and M's were brought back into my life, oh. and I think there will be a constant supply of peanut M and M's for the rest of my life. And followed up with some barbecue pork and some sticky rice, a bit of crispy chicken, and oh. then a food coma while I enjoyed the Broncos. All, all the movies. Wow. No, no, this was after the movies. Yeah. <laughs> we went out and had some lunch, and put myself in a, a good four-hour food coma, and went down and punked myself in front of the lounge What'd and you watched. See? Watch the Broncos and Dragons game. So. Oh, the, the the young one's infatuated with the Minions at the moment. Right, so we went that? and saw the Rise of Guru. I thought it was quite good, actually. I've, yeah, I've always been I've a bit of a fan reviews, of the, the Minions movies. A so. good origin story <laughs> for old Guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it was all right. It was... Yeah, it's a kids' movie to begin with, so no, <laughs> realistically, it's, it's a bit of fun. My physique's but, been um, compared to Guru, so that's... Um, <laughs> who has? His me. physique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sound like him. No, to my detriment, obviously. <laughs> but he kept the kept the three year old entertained for about an hour and ten minutes out of the hour and a half. So well, hey, that's, 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 that's a bonus. That's great. Absolutely, yeah. You take that she started every day climbing of the week. seats and you know <laughs> carrying on, but she she made it through the hour and a half. So and Ollie, you saw Thor as well for while we're on movie reviews. Any non spoiler field? I'll, I'll put it this way. You know what? The story is average to okay. They actually cut out some... You could tell where they've cut out some stuff where it's like, hang on, shouldn't they, you've skipped a little bit here. However, it was hilarious. I think it's probably the first fully-fledged Marvel comedy movie and I will watch it again another 10 times this year because of how funny it was. Go watch it. Don't worry about the story too much and just have a good time. Any other movie reviews, Scott? You have something for us? I saw Thor as well. I thought, um, what do you I think? thought it was good. 
Yeah. I thought I didn't I didn't think it lived up to the Ragnarok, but that was more No, it's it not Ragnarok. A, it's not Ragnarok, but Yeah. It, that was such yeah. a surprise with the character changing and whatever, but I thought I, it was pretty good and I'll definitely go watch it again. Let's do it together. I'll go to Queensland and we can watch it together. <laughs> he'll do it. He's not even lying. Uh, <laughs> just I'm look, oh, hopefully we'll see it with the kiddies next week. But uh, the young fella struggles a bit with the loud noises. So. Um, yeah, just saying off air, as Barney saluted for a, a much-vaunted uh, break, the buzz has reported the Tim Sheen thing is a done deal with Farron Marshall's assistants, and we'll see where that ends up. And given Paul Kent's already written an article bagging it, I assume it must be the case. What's that all mean? I don't know. Well, it's some clarity. Me. It's something, yeah, it's, exactly. It's clarity. All so, you want is clarity. So... There's, that's some clarity moving forward, so that's positive. I think, regardless of, of who it is, does it reek of um, the fact they have no one? Else, like maybe no one else applies. Well, that's probably what it would may mean. <laughs> but I don't want Flanagan. But as, at least this direction, it's, it's some direction exactly, and it's Tigers people. So yeah. you know that that know the shit that's going on, as I said before, and can probably ride the shit. And, and they start putting directives down of who they want to see and how they want to see it done. And Correct. So, look, it's probably a, a positive for them moving forward. I can't, and like I said, I can't fault last two weeks. We've seen these youngsters come through and get us excited. So yeah. if we can be somewhere, you know, heading the same directory as Brisbane and Penrith in the next five years, hey, happy days. All righty. It's origin time. Uh, Scotty, just quickly, before I touch on the teams, your thoughts on origin to date? Uh, I think it's still going to be closer than we think. I know Munster's a huge out. Um, but I reckon if Ponga steps up, like Terry, Cherry Evans is still going to direct the team. If, if Ponga, maybe Cobbo can be there for a bit of um, individual magic, you know, it still could be very competitive. Gump, you, have you been with us since game two? No. Okay, any thoughts? Oh, look, at game two, New South Wales were dominant in, in game one. Queensland sort of just got over the line and it was a pretty even contest. So you, we know what deciders are like. But, you know, I, I think that the second game maybe proved that the first game that some of the selections weren't right. <laughs> I guess that, that when game one came up and we were sort of scratching our heads with a few selections and then it was tinkered with a little bit for game two and then... You know, people saying seven changes and whatnot. Well, the seven changes are justified, I guess, with the result. So, you know, moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll, we'll look forward to game two. Uh, to game three, we head to Suncorp uh, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. Weather's all right up there, Scotty? Uh, it's been cold. It's actually been winter for about four weeks. Normally it lasts for about... You know, six days and then winter's yeah. over. So, yeah, they've been saying there's a few. Um, I think I heard yeah, there's been a few quite cold days up there more than usual. Yeah, I heard yeah, three sure. degrees on wow. Wednesday night. Yeah, I've seen a lot of snow around down yeah. closer to the border, so it's unusual. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Um, for Queensland, though, the, so the big news out. So New South Wales, no changes. They stuck sold with everybody. Uh, for Queensland, they did too, but they've lost to Munster and Tulalungi through COVID. Uh, and as it's a tricky preview to do because we don't quite know what they're going to replace him yet, with and yet just yet. Blues, no pain, Hass. Uh, no pain, um, Hass, sorry. And they've picked Jacob Saifidi. Um, with uh, Jordan McLean first, who was injured. Saifidi has come in with very little in- 
uh, explanation from Freddie apart from he'll suit what we do. So poor old RCG, probably his has his card stamped right now. There's rumours around, but we Certainly. probably won't indulge them. Uh, yeah, well, a, a hard preview to give we don't know the halves. Do they? There's many ways it could go. Barn, any thoughts? In I which? think they go straight down the line. It'll be Oates for Tawalangi, and I think it'll be Did and it'll partner Daily Chair. I, I can't see it being any other way. Um, Deedon's done a, a really good job outside of um, Townshead for the for the Cowboys up there. I think uh, they really need him to engage his running game in this one if they're going to um, if he's going to be playing six. He needs to. He plays more as a halfback for the Cowboys than he does as a five eight. He's sort of a lot more structured, and I think they they'll they're definitely going to miss the the off the top of the stuff that Munster brings when he's when he's playing the game. So I I think his clear direction will be to run and um, run at every opportunity he has. And um, if he's not running, just fling it out and get it out to the you know get it out to the centers and the wingers early and let them do their thing. But uh, to me, the Munsters are really big, um, really big out for the for the. Uh, the Queensland team, but I can see Oates actually being a positive for them. I think they've lacked a lot of that, um, that those tough metres out of the back end early, and um, I think that's something he'll bring to the, the Queensland side. So. Yeah, I, I half thought an option might have been hunt the six and bring Reed Marnie in, if you're going to go the double hooker trick, but uh, you know, Hunt's not going to let you down defence and then build your base around a defensive effort, but um, potential changes, Gumpy, uh, how do you have gone and, and what do you make of the th- matchups now? I agree with Barney that that's the way I think that they'll go. Mm. Um, your scenario there was is a, is a possibility as well. And, or move Ponga and, into and the halves. Or move Ponga to six yeah. and have someone like Reese Walsh at one or a Brimson at one or somebody like that at one. If you're putting Ponga in the front line, at least you're getting something closer to Munster, I yeah. guess, in terms of X factor and hands yeah. on the ball and and stuff like that. I don't know. You're not going to replace Munster with somebody better because I don't know there is. But at least with Ponga, you're getting closer, I guess, in terms of of creativity and what they might offer. Strong in, running in game. terms of that and the and a running game. But look, I don't know what they'll go for. I think the the big key in the match is. Is how Papa Lee goes for Canberra. He hasn't been playing a lot of minutes, and in the first two Origin games, hasn't played a lot of minutes either. And I don't know whether that's is he busted, because he's maybe? busted yeah. or or whatever. But I think if he can put in a big thirty-minute performance to to get them on the front foot, I think that that that's what they need. With especially with New South Wales not having Hass. Well, every in, year in the over the team. last couple of years, he's played fifty minutes. Yeah, and he, his minutes are down, so I don't know why his minutes are down, but I think it's a big, it's a crucial match up in in the game, and how the game will will sort of go. I think New South Wales are, are t- saying that Paolo's probably going to start the game, and Saifidi come off the bench, so that I think that that's probably a positive for New South Wales Absolutely. going forward, considering that look, and I would have Jakey Turbo in the team every day of the week, but you're not getting those mongrel yards from Jake that you're going to get from Paulo or Papali if they're on in terms of that. So I think Paulo or Paolo to start the game is probably a, a benefit for New South Wales moving forward and he can play big minutes if he needs to and if he's going all right, you don't bring Saifidi on for a bit longer or whatever, depending upon the game. But look, I think look, I, I think New South Wales will win. Um, I'm always wary in terms of 
Queensland and playing at home and deciders and and we know what the stats are in terms of that. But I just think the matchup this year, um, yeah, will will indicate New South Wales will win. Let's, I'll go 12 points, but it, it could be closer than that. I don't think that it'll get to the game two proportions. In terms of that, so I'll say New South Wales by by twelve points, but I think that there's a few key matchups that sort of I mentioned that will sort of need mm. to to come to fruition. Just, just Ollie, just if you have any thoughts, just quickly before we go into actual tips. Well, I guess the only thing is my sort of setup for Queensland with Munster being out uh, would be, I guess, the simple one with the players that they currently have there is in. You do move Hunt to six. I'd say Harry starts at nine, and I'd say then becomes the focal point for Queensland, I'd mm. say. And probably Dearden coming onto the bench, which I'd say is probably the weakest move out of it. I just think you need a back on the bench. I don't really see where he fits in, which I don't I don't know. In terms of that extended bench that Queensland have picked, and I know they can pick from outside, but for me it's like if, you, if you're going to replace someone with someone who you haven't picked on the extended bench, well, why well, didn't have, Why didn't you pick him on the extended bench? Do you have my Sam sort of Walker thing. as your forward? Possibly him, him or or did it? It'd have to be one of them too. But if you're going within that squad, right? With what I'm saying, with moving Hunt and Grant, but I'd say they'd probably go with Dearden. If he's playing, but you know, over you know the fourteen should have been, except they're they're bustards. Is AJ? AJ would have in this yeah, scenario. In this scenario, right, would have been perfect, hundred percent. Right yeah. Coming off the bench, if if they went to hunt six, Harry Grant at nine. If you look at Dearden or Sam Walker, which one do you think is going to be Walker. impactful? Dearden's off the, that's what I mean. And that's, think, that's where I'd be looking at Reed as a. But Reed's a serviceman. Reed is yeah, a trooper. So and he's and again, what I mean, you I'll, want them to. Yeah. And again, I sort of... I think if they're going to bring Reed in, he'd be playing nine to start and Harry That's would go I'm back saying. to four. And again, just, just with that extended bench, I sort of don't get actually thinking about it now that this happened, why they'd go with Dearden and Walker, go with one of them and then a hooker Yes, to, to cover yourself. I think really. that they've just tried to give people a go and give them some exposure. Mm. I didn't think they'd ever plan on having mm. to play them. No, yeah, that's that right. was like so. <laughs> I, exactly I just think right. that they've put them in so they yeah. can be part of the origin experience. That was, yeah, that's 100 why Scott. They were uh, never going to play like Niners uh, and Sam Walker's there and yeah. Chad Townsend's yeah. there. <laughs> like like New South Wales are never yeah. going to play He's Chad a Townsend in the team. Uh, I just feel like as well, though, if, if you are going to, if Cleary wasn't available three weeks out, do they pick Townsend? They pick Reynolds. They pick Reynolds. Yeah, but that's the thing. So it's a thank you. Well, they probably yeah. pick Moses. But Reynolds is. Yeah. They would I, I, pick I, I, I just also think I don't know on your extended bench. While that's Jumping right, it's, times, it's good getting these young blokes some experience. There should also be some semblance of picking players that you'd Ooh, actually good. play well, if they're and going Nico's, to replace the is, someone. Nico was the guy. Uh, of course, well. yeah. And White and uh, Scott, we haven't. So just team makeup in, in all of that. Any thoughts? I could uh, I could see uh, Ponga going to six and then Hammer coming in some form or fashion. Like Hammer's there, he's done the job before. Mm. Uh, whether that includes a reshuffle, like do you put Cobbo at fullback or Probably. you know whatever the case is? Yeah. Um, Just don't think you can for Origin, like no, an Origin you'd where bombing. the fullback you need to be that fit and now. And you're catching Burton I just and don't if your very fir- your first game playing fullback at that level. I think you're you're hanging the kid out to dry. To be honest, I, look, he, 
in three years' time, he'll probably be their fullback and we'll be saying how great he is. But I don't know whether his first game at fullback at in at the NRL should be an origin game with balls coming 100 actually, metres no, high. You know, he should, Val should actually move back there. Well, again, they've they've got options if yeah. they put Ponga at six. Yeah, yeah. They've, as I said, there's Hammer, there's other blokes that could play there and put Val no, Holmes to fullback. to centre and then you can... Yeah, yeah. continue, Scotty. Can get cut off on this Paulo, Barlow, however they're saying his name now, I think he's a good uh, starting front rower, yep. but I think they lose a lot of impact on the bench if they move him to start. Yep. Um, having Saifidi on the bench, like, yeah, he'll cover the spot, but he just doesn't bring on what, what Paulo does. So, uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. They lose a bit of X factor there. I understand. If you, and, and this is New South Wales' weakness here in that they've got to work a B forward pack now, losing uh, Haas... They've got. They're either going to have to start Paulo. No, the, their the, edges are still alright. Their edges are fine, but their your Murray's and your Yo's are a edge sensational players. edge players. Yeah. They've got and Jake's a fan, like the best tackler in the game, but he's not going to make. I'll tell you what the workaround is for um, me. So cry. So you got Guzzi Crichton and Paulo as your two. I'll keep them on the bench as punches because they're your one-two punch now. But um, Jacobs a loss. Obviously, Haas is a loss. You've now got this um, small forward pack. Lee Martin should be playing fucking within 100 yards of origin the way he's been playing in the last six weeks. Uh, and so you, the pressure's actually on Talakai as well as a, a punch here. What's he do? Come here and make yeah. 30 tackles? And he, no, he's not. So he's going to play 15 minutes where he's going to have to produce uh, two tries. I, I think he'll play 30 to 40 minutes, to be honest. I think you get, and you trust, in, in the middle, to, you're going to trust no, Talakai. No, he'll be play. playing on an edge. I think he will be the replacement for Liam Martin on an edge. I think Murray will be told he needs to play 80 minutes. And you'll have all the other three coming on to play through the middle. Angus Crichton and Junior Paula. Uh, Jacob Saifidi will both play as middle forwards through the middle yeah, of the field. Yeah. And then Talakai will be your... your Don't um, be surprised if Liam Martin spends option. time in the middle because they like him for his mongrel. Mm. New South yeah, Wales. Yeah, and that's they push him into the middle into as well. The middle and, and then just Angus and Talakai run hard in defacements mm. on the, on the but, um, edges. Angus will play 60 minutes here at least. He'll come on and won't go off. He was crook game one. He played a uh, game two. He was good and he was great. I think he'll, have he'll to play a bit of time in the middle, a bit on the edges, to, and Talakai will be brought on with I would say probably ten minutes before half time and be told just run as hard as you can at the the halves on yeah mainly DCE on that left edge and it's not a hill I want to die on, but I, I I would argue that Queensland four pack is just as good at the moment. Not not so much play for play, but as a forward pack. Um, like if you, yeah, obviously Cam Murray is a yeah, two best forwards in the game. I've, I'm on record of saying that, but that's it, it doesn't feel like it has a punch that it used to. That said, doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, but who does the who does Queensland realistically have? If, if you if you're relying on Lindsay Collins, Collins, Papa Carrigan, Papa Lee to come in, you know Papa Lee's minutes are down. Carrigan, Tino, Lindsay Collins got beaten up in the last game. That's true. Tino's going to play maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the shadows. Then, Carrigan, yes, he will be a big impact player, but that's why I think that New South Wales will have two players that will come on to play. Ironically, through the after ranting against it for a year, Tino in yeah. the middle uh, would actually be scary. But hey, um, I've only been called. I think New South there. Wales win this, and they yeah, win it through it. the middle. I think they, the first half an hour to forty minutes will be the setup of the game. They will go directly straight through the middle of this Queensland team. I think they'll get the upper hand early. And as soon as the ball starts getting to the edges with your Murrays, your Yo's, and the early ball to Crichton and Burton, I think they'll tear this Queensland apart, team apart at the back end of this game. And I can see them winning by 14 to 16 points. I can see Queensland struggling to score points. Um, 
and I, I can see something like a 20 to 4 job, 24 to 8. Um, Cleary, man of the, uh, actually, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Burton gets man of the match, to be honest. I think he'll be fed a lot of early ball. You'll have Talakai and Angus Crichton out there with him to help him on the, on that left edge. Burton, man of the match, and first try scorer, probably a back rower in someone like your, your Murray or... Um, uh, I don't want to say Liam Martin. We'll give it to Yo. <laughs> Yo, or, Yo If or Angus Crichton was starting, would you pick him as man of the match? Yes, and I'd probably pick him as first try scorer too. A hundred percent. I was just thinking that. Scotty, <laughs> give us your tips. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's it's probably the Blues by eight for me. Um, I again, I'm I'm in the sort of mid twenties, but I'm thinking yeah, twenty four to to sixteen, something like that. Um, you know, Sean Lane, if he was playing, I'd pick him first try scorer for school. For yeah, sure, he's you just there, just for gum. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look. I wow. Send him a shirt. Wow. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to get you to make a shirt with a picture of that ref on it. <laughs> the, the Ghostbusters sign through or something <laughs> through his fucking head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, next. You got a man of the yeah, so yeah, score man of the match, match for his uh, uh, right. first try scorer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tupo. He's always reliable. And uh, man of the match. I mean Cleary. He's he's gonna be running the whole show. Yeah. Just yeah. Cleary. Yeah. I um and I obviously said it out loud, but uh, if they do a switcher and Angus Crichton starts this game, I'm just going. going Guzzi, first try scorer, man of the match. I think he could really have a punch here. Uh, but he won't be. So for the sake of this, I'm going to go James Tedesco, man of the match, because I'll give him a sympathy vote in game three, because yeah. he's been tremendous. And uh, first try scorer, ooh, Cam Murray running off happy there, just for just to make uh, Damien Cook a little bit sad. <laughs> Gus? I'm going with my old faithful. Oh, I didn't even imagine. I actually think no. I've been I've been full on um, Queensland game three all the way through, but Munster out and the changes and this and that. Uh, I'm going to say New South Wales. I agree. Queensland ambush. New Oof. South Wales by ten. Eighty percent of first tries are scored on the left, so I'm going to stick right. with that theory, and I'm going to go Brian Toto to score the first try. Nice. Not necessarily the left winger, but the left 80%. So if you're betting... you take South out of that equation, (laughs) (laughs) No, because there's Taylor May, and there's lots of blokes on the left. Xavier Coates when he plays. Yeah, there's a lot of left hand... And, yeah. and I think that sides attack better to the left. Right to the left, yeah. Right, it Natural makes right-hander sense. pass it's, right to the so left. So yeah. that's where they go. Look, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Daggy and, and say Tedesco, man of the match. I just think he'll make – he'll run yeah, for 250. Not, he'll yeah. be around the, around the middle and he sniff so out a couple of tries and tackle busts and, yeah. and stuff like that and just be his energetic self. But I think that he'll want to go down as a – as a captain that's won a decider and, you know, probably deserves it for the efforts he's put in for New South Wales. Absolutely, he's been a beast Over the time he's been, Wales. he's never has a shit game for no. New South Wales. Um, so, look, I hope that he, you know, does a New South Wales win, but I'll pick them 12, 12 points plus for, for New South Wales. Well, I'll go the margin of 12 and, and see how it pans out. Final word. Not Plus. not to rain on this Blues parade. However, <laughs> my pre-series predictions have been true thus far. So I'm not about to change 
and before the series, I tipped Queensland to win the series. So I'm going to say at Suncorp Stadium in front of majority Queensland fans, I'm going to say Queensland win this one. Within two minutes to go left in the game, they win 1-12. to There will be a try or a goal kicked by Queensland that wins them the game. Harry Grant starting at hooker will be the man of the match. However, in general, I think the forward pack will get the job done for Queensland and that great service from Harry will be what gets him man of the match, possibly player of the series if he has an absolute blinder. And Yeah, Queensland 1-12. to I'm going to say sorry to rain on the nice. blue parade. First try. First try scorer. I'm going to go with Gump and say Brian Tyre. I do think New South Wales get over first, but I'm also tipping that it'll be an amazing game. Uh, so rugby league will be the real winner. Jeez, there's a, there's a cliche Ollie, coming you, out. You have, you, you wow. have, you've actually nailed both games to date, so put some stock in that. You, you're the one that's nailed both of them. So. And this one is just going to be the complete and utter opposite. New South Wales <laughs> will absolutely <laughs> flog Queensland now that I've said that. So. Fair call. But I'm, go, I'm going down with the shit. Um, do you have your PCTC stats, um, David? I do. Actually, I've closed my book. Hang on a second. Yeah, send them to us, mate. <laughs> I've got them. All right. All right I've got to plug down. PCTC. Find them on Facebook. Uh, the, the racing enthusiasts, the Spring Carnival lead up kicks off this week. You can jump on Facebook, PCTC you Tipping Comps, and you can jump into the Barrier Trials Gumpy. Get on board. Get on board good, and good get tipping, bro. Good horses are back. Beautiful. Um, so that's t- we're tipping I had a this big week. day on Saturday Did at Ramwick. Really? You'll talk Huge. off there. Very um, good. Very good. Jo- if JoJo had won, oh, oh should have won. I had tax soon. Yeah, well. I say. Anyway, we'll, go, we'll talk off here. Uh, yeah, footy, t- PCTC tipping, you can find uh, racing, footy, AFL, Big Bash, all sorts of good stuff. The racing comp is the uh, Pisa de Resistance, whatever they say. Pisa de Resistance. The good thing. That's the one. Uh, so, uh, Barney, but though, how far last am I running now? Yeah, it's still not last, mate. You're actually slowly inching it's up. I sign my missus up but cleverly. <laughs> <laughs> my missus beaten me. She's, She's the boy. But anyway. My brother's beaten me. Wardy is our competition leader on 98 points so far. Beaver and Jamie Keith are both in the running for a full round this this week. I'm not sure if they're on Queensland or New South Wales, but there's a bonus point for those guys if they get up this week. Uh, Beaver's running first in the footy and profit comp on 95 points with a game to go. It's third overall. Jen Jen is running second in uh, footy and frothies on 93 points and sixth overall. Flobsy's running third on 93 points, tenth Flobsy. overall. <laughs> Ollie's running fourth on 91 points. Jamie Keith is fifth on 89 points. I'm running 31st overall, which is seventh in our competition on 87 points. And Daggy is running 12th in our competition out of 15, 49th overall and on 81 points. Anyway, um, <laughs> check it out. They do a good job. Uh, Scotty will get involved with that next year too, as will the Gump. Uh, we got, uh, we'll save Supercoach for Thursday, you think? Yeah, I think so. Dan has asked some questions, but we'll save some of that for Thursday with our preview. Uh, let's get your plugs in, uh, Scotty. Reel them all off. Yeah, uh, check out Rugby League merch. Uh, we've got plenty of designs for every team. We've got individual player shirts. We've got all sorts of funny stuff. Uh, we've got all sorts of um, merch for podcasts such as this one uh, and others. So head on to yeah, rugbyleaguemerch.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
and uh yeah have a look around you'll find some discount codes and get all all sorts of uh good deals going on some good quality gear there as well absolutely yeah all the stuff's good gear the hats are fantastic barney's got his beanie on uh shirts are very good i believe you've just uh, found a nice soft soft cell supplier the, yeah, uh, yeah, we've we've just switched to a, a new, more luxurious shirt. Same same cost as before, but it's uh, it's way softer, and yeah, I think it's going to be a big hit. Also, don't forget that you guys have a stubby holder now. Well, we do have a stubby so, holder. Yep. Uh, so, yep. <laughs> rugby league merch, hit footy and frogs, you can get a stubby holder. I know uh, Flobby's bought the Stein. That's what he sips on when he basks in his glory of leading our <laughs> tipping comp. Uh, you can find all sorts of good stuff up, up there. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had, had Hope you had a bit of fun. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. And, uh, boys, thank you. Anything you want to finish on? All good. Go the Blues. Go the Blues. Go the Blues. Blue uh, Oliver. We'll be back. Blue. I don't care. We'll be back Thursday night to look towards around 18, where I'm sure everyone will be rested and there'll be a, all sorts of wacky shit going on. But until then, guys, stay safe. I hope everyone that's just got through the wet, big weather last week is doing all right and getting back on their feet. Uh, stay safe, guys, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.